Welcome in, guys. Friday edition beers daily fantasy six pack back once again with six of my favorite plays on Yahoo. As promised, we'll find you some value, guys. Under twenty dollars, a starting pitcher that's way too cheap, and we'll end the video, of course, as we always do with my favorite play on Yahoo. We call him the beast of the night. First, guys, if you haven't tried Yahoo yet. Get over there now and use promo code GRINDERS, on GRINDERS30, that is, on your first deposit. Get a $30 deposit bonus on that first deposit. Love playing over at Yahoo. So let's get into the picks. Before we do that, guys, weather, a concern in a few spots. And Coors Field, you guys know the rules. Don't need to give you plays from there. It's a great option, but wanted to give you some plays outside of Coors Field to add to those stacks if you're going down that road. So let's get into it. Under $20 in the outfield. Let's start. With Andrew Benintendi, just $18. So Benintendi, great option tonight. We know he can hit righties well as a left-handed hitter. 364 weighted OBA going back to the start of last season. When you look at the pitch types, Lopez loves to throw that fastball to lefties 63% of the time. Well, the numbers jump up for Benintendi. We're talking about a Woba at almost 400. That ISO up to 228 for him. And Lopez, it's really been a struggle against lefties. We're talking about a Woba nearing 500, an ISO over 300, a fly ball rate over 50%, and a hard contact rate sitting at 37%. So a bunch of numbers you don't want to see as a pitcher to left-handed hitters. Benintendi should be able to take advantage here in this matchup at just $18. All right, let's stay with the lefties at second base. Brandon Lowe, $22. So Lowe comes in swinging a good stick. Three multi-hit games for him over the last five. Nice numbers against righties. 269 ISO. Weighted OBA over 400 at 402. And a guy that strikes out a lot. But in this matchup, we don't really have to worry about that. Dan Straley striking out just 13% of left-handed hitters. So these are the kind of spots where these high strikeout guys, it negates some of the downside gives you more upside here and Straley just like Lopez it's really been a struggle against lefties 366 Woba and ISO over 300 and his hard contact rate approaching 50% Tampa Bay ton of bats I love especially from the left side love the stack here against Straley with the Tampa Bay Rays all right let's get you another lefty here the parade continues in the outfield with Jesse Winker $16 so Winker, guy that's been unlucky and yet still putting up very productive numbers. A 310 ISO, a 377 weighted OBA, and the batting average on balls in play sitting at just 224. So, so we're looking at ISOs and Wobas that should be approaching 400 if things break his way. And that Babbitt due to rise above 224 sooner rather than later. And that hard contact is the reason why I can say that. This guy's hitting the ball hard. Anytime you get a hard contact rate, North of 50%, exactly what you want to see. And Winker checking in at 51.6%. And not only that, but the matchup here is great. This guy has not shown much in the minor leagues to make you worry here. I like the Reds, but I like this price on Jesse Winker at just $16. All right, value continues. Let's go to the infield. It's your right-handed bat at third base, Justin Turner, $14. So starting to heat up here. A little slow start to the season for Justin Turner. And slow start against lefties continues. We'll get to that in a second. Bought eight hits now over the last five games. And I'm not worried about the slow start against lefties. This guy has always done it, always puts up numbers. Even when you include this season and last season's numbers, we're talking about a weighted OBA at right around 400. So don't let those numbers for this season concern you. If anything, he's going to get it going and pile up some big games against lefties. Now, Lauer, been solid, no doubt. But let's dig into the numbers. Our contact rate up there at 44%. 
fly ball rate approaching 40% and a high value hit rate over 10%. All good things we can check in the boxes for Justin Turner. The price too cheap. He's going to get it going here, and I think he does it tonight against Lauer at $14. All right, let's continue with value at first base. Jesus Aguiar, just $10. So this guy across the DFS landscape, no matter the site you're playing on, remains a great buy low, high risk, high reward option here with the upside that he can bring to the table. And speaking of unlucky, when you look at the batting average on balls in play for Aguiar, you're going to see a number under 100. You don't see that very often. All that tells me is it's only a matter of time before this guy has some huge games against left-handed pitching. You look at the numbers, 257, very nice ISO, 373 weighted OBA. So a guy that's been productive against lefties. And Steven Matz checks every single box that we're looking for for a power hitter. Gives up a lot in the ISO department, 230. Gives up fly balls at 38% and gives up a hard contact rate sitting at 42%. And Aguiar does it here tonight and goes yard at just $10. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. Before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Let's get in the comment section. Let's see how many beasts of the night picks we can get in there. While you're there on YouTube, all I ask, you take a second, click that thumbs up button, guys. Tells me having a good time here in the fantasy bar and it really helps us out so thank you for that now let's take a look at my favorite play you know him as the beast of the night all right beast time we have not given you a pitcher yet we're gonna go with milwaukee brewers starting pitcher brandon woodruff 26 dollars tonight's beast of the night so this price really shocked me when I saw how low it is and how much it opens up. You can really roster one of the stud pitchers here tonight with some of the value bats we've given you and with Woodruff as your SP2. And I like the matchup here for him as well. It's not just the price. The Mets, 24% strikeout rate against right-handed pitching, 12th highest in the league, and not a lot of numbers that really scare you. They're ISO sitting at 25th against right-handed pitching. The Woba down at 20th. And Woodruff been solid against both righties and lefties in the strikeout department. Over 25% strikeout rate against both. Now, to be fair, it does give up a lot of hard contact. That can be worrisome, but the $26 price point here, the Mets' lack of punch, really makes this a great combination, a great price, and a matchup I want to attack here. Brandon Woodruff, easily my favorite play on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Friday in the Fantasy Bar. Any questions, comments, feedback, you know what to do. That comment section is there for you. Don't forget, promo code GRINDERS30 over on Yahoo on that first deposit for rotogrinders.com. I am Bear Sansalu. Best of luck tonight, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll be back, as always, next week with more from the Daily Fantasy Six Pack. Good luck, and we'll see you. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
Grinders, what is up? Holden Kushner, Bobby Fye. It is Grinders Live Yahoo Tournament Edition. We got a huge slate coming up tonight. Well, we got the Cubs and Cardinals this afternoon. Uh, you, hey, Bobby Fye, I, I grew up in Chicago, man. It's 49 with the wind blowing in today in Chicago. It is so awesome not to live there anymore. What's going on in SoCal, man? Oh man, it's uh, it's actually hasn't been great weather for the first time like in a long time, but it's really beautiful out today. Of course, I'm holding doing uh, doing my shows, but I couldn't be happier doing it. Happy to be doing the Yahoo show for a change and uh, doing doing a little screen share, which I haven't been doing on Yahoo yet. Uh, so yeah, happy to be back on uh, and doing a show with you for the first yeah. time. Uh, it's great. Good to, good to work with you, man. I'm looking forward to it. So again, a big slate tonight. We got some aces at the top that we'll get into in just a minute. Also want a reminder, we'll be getting to your questions as the show rolls on. Make sure you like and subscribe our YouTube channel. So uh, Roto-Grinders YouTube channel. We'll take some of your questions off of that and we'll have Devin, our uh, super producer, hit you up on that. So Bobby, let's just get into this, man. We got Kershaw, we got Glass now, Sale, Paxton. I'm even gonna throw Matt Boyd in the mix. Let's just break down some of these players at the top as Kershaw's back up at 50. Two dollars, Glass now at sale fifty one, Paxton's at fifty, and then Matt Boyd at forty nine dollars. So that I guess is the top tier. Anybody stand out to you in this top tier? Do you think? And Yahoo kind of leads toward you got to have uh, you got to have good pitching, a little bit more than the other sites, uh, the two pitcher sites. So who's standing out to you at the top? So at the top, like I think the easiest thing to do is just play Paxton. Um, I think he makes the most sense. I, for a lot of my tournaments, I'm probably going to end up playing a mixture of the other guys. Um, Kershaw's like more, nothing more than a GPP play. I don't think you can play Glasnow in Baltimore. Uh, I don't think Baltimore's as bad as people think offensively. And also, you know, you've got a great hitter zump. The total is going to total has risen a little bit, uh, good hitting weather out there. Uh, so I think that it's, it's mostly sale and sale and Paxton are the guys I'm mainly looking at. I actually prefer sale as the tournament play um but i'm sort of fiddling back and forth with it i'm having a i'm 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 struggling with it today i like all these guys i'm playing a lot of tournaments and i seem to have a lot of guys at right around 30 percent which is a you know i'd like to be a little bit more far more focused but i really feel good about you know sale and paxton and and i think kershaw is is gonna have a nice game i just don't think that the k upside is probably quite as high i mean you look at sale with uh, you know, his K prop, I believe is, is it three higher than anyone else on the slate? Is that right? Or is it just two? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's either two, two. or three. Yeah, two. It's, it, it's hard not to take that seriously. Like that's a big difference. And you've got a White Sox team that'll chase. Vegas believes in it. Uh, he looked a little bit better the last couple times out. I don't think he's broken for good. I think you'll see good and bad outings out of him. I think he's interesting. Um, but mostly Paxton is the, is the guy who I'm, I'm sort of going back and forth between the two. Yeah, so sales K prop is nine and a half. You got six and a half of Kershaw, Gloss now, and Paxton. Let's get to Matt Boyd for a second here because, uh, you know, Boyd, he has a nice ceiling too. I've been all over him uh, early in the year, and I'm looking at the K rate 31.8%. So he's boosted. I mean, he's almost double from last year. So the spin rate, I mean, whatever, mechanics, spin rate, everything's changed. His, uh, his walk rate, down just a little bit at about six and a half. The Sierra is at 3.18. I mean, Boyd is just, to me, he's an elite option. He's cheaper than the other guys. What would make you fade Matt Boyd tonight? 
I mean, he's a dollar cheaper than I like Matt. Look, I'm a big Matt Boyd guy. I, I really like him. Uh, I think that the the situation for sale, if he's anywhere near his old self, is better. I think Paxton is a better pitcher, and they're basically the same price. That's it's really nothing against Boyd. It's it's just the other. It, I wouldn't surprise me at all if he had a better game than the other guys. And honestly, it's just I just don't find myself using him over here as much because of the price. And honestly, he's going to have some ownership too because people are still questioning sale. So I don't think it's like you're you're not getting him at zero ownership or anything. Uh, for me, he's not a priority, but I don't I definitely don't mind him if you want to go that route. I have all of these guys ranked really similarly. Yeah, and I'm not seeing any weather concerns as it stands right now, Bobby. So nothing to worry on that end. No winds blowing out, no winds blown in. The only thing I will say is that C.B. Buckner is right up there as one of the worst and probably most inconsistent umpires, and he's got Sale there today. But um, any concern with Chris Sale there? I mean, let's see. We have – I mean, inconsistent, but still slightly skewing towards a pitcher, um, a pitcher's umpire, like – he's blind he's legit blind dude i think he i don't think he watches i think he just throws well that's that's actually great for baseball because (laughs) what these what these old white guys love to do or what all these umpires love to do is give give credit because they they said they they said that like 30 percent of of mlb umpires admitted like uh, that they couldn't uh, see fastballs over 95 miles an hour so all they have to do is just you know hopefully give it to chris sale on name reputation and that's why he'll have you know 11 k's tonight so old white guys. Well, CB is an old black guy. He's just as bad as the I know. Old white I know. Guys. I realized. I realized as I said it. I said I said <laughs> old umpires. I I sort of was thinking like the old, you know, just the old guys in the way the sport is yeah. so to still have umpires, but or, or at least as many as we do. Anyway, All right, let's um, keep rolling. We got another tier to get to. I don't go. know where you want to stop in this tier, but it's kind of like it's Musgrove um, against Oakland. It's Gosman on the road at Miami. I mean, you can't get a better matchup than that. Minor Gray Bieber, and then the price has kind of dropped from Bieber to Eikhoff is forty three to thirty seven. So I would say Musgrove at forty eight down to Bieber at forty three. Sonny Gray going up against the Giants. Now it's not a great park factor there, but the Giants' offense is garbage. Sonny Gray has actually got his K rate up a bit. I mean, to me, the guys that stand out here would be Gossman and Gray. What do you think about that tier? Yeah, I think that on other sites where he's cheaper, I would play just Joe Musgrove. I like Gaussman, but I think the price, again, you're not getting much savings. And there's there are some some good hitters bats that do offer a lot of savings that, you know, that we talked about. But for me, it's probably steering clear of this tier on Yahoo. I don't think I'm going to play anybody um, from, you know, I think Eikhoff would be the next guy I would play down, all the way down at 37. And honestly, it's mostly the top guys. And then I've got some cheap guys that I want to play. All right. So Gossman's interesting, though, because he is $46. So, you know, if you had a couple extra dollars, you can go up to Boyd or you can get Paxton for four more dollars. But, I mean, targeting the the Marlins never seems to go wrong, right? It, it always seems that it's going to pay off. Although I think they – didn't they get three runs off of Scherzer yeah, they, the other day? Yeah, they, they, they hit Scherzer. They hit Trevor Bauer. They yeah. Hit, um, they, they always get to Scherzer, which is really weird. They yeah. hit uh, they hit the hell out of, uh, of uh, Corey Trevor, Kluber. Yeah, Kluber. So, I mean, Kluber, <laughs> Kluber had a broken forearm. I, come I on. Let's give well, him. he had a broken forearm after, after at the end of the game. That was his saving grace. Like, he needed something to, to get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're avoiding that tier. So we go down to Eikhoff going up against the Washington offense. 
without Anthony Rendon. They still got Soto. They still got Robles. They still got Adam Eaton. Uh, Steven Matz at Milwaukee. I have zero interest in Steven Matz going up against that offense there, even if uh, Yelich isn't in it. Uh, Kikuchi, I just don't have enough on Kikuchi, to tell you the truth. Brett Anderson at Pittsburgh, that's that's a, not a bad matchup. Um, we'll get to Ronaldo Lopez and Robbie Ray here in a second. But did you mention that you like Eikhoff a little bit? I think Eikhoff's interesting. I liked him better when I didn't know if Soto was going to be in the lineup. And Soto being in the lineup definitely hurts. So I'm not as interested as I was. And I, But he is a, he is a guy I don't mind mixing in in tournaments. Um, he's been pretty good so far, but obviously better against righties. So I, I, uh, I don't know that I'll end up playing him over here. I think that Brett Anderson's kind of interesting for tournaments. I know it sounds weird, but Yahoo, maybe not on Yahoo. I mean, it's, he's cheap, but like he's really, really cheap on like DraftKings. Uh, I think I would prefer to go elsewhere on Yahoo, but like I, I do think he's kind of interesting on on the other sites. Um, I like the I, I don't mind taking a shot on Jorge Lopez uh, at thirty dollars, and I don't mind taking a shot on Brandon Woodruff at twenty six. He's the guy I'd have the most interest in by far. Um, actually, he'll be my highest owned pitcher probably on Yahoo. All right, so who's going to be your highest owned pitcher? Woodruff. Woodruff. Oh, yeah, you know what, Woodruff. When you dug it, dig into the numbers, it does look good. So here you go. It's very easy to bash Ronaldo Lopez because his last two starts came against the Tigers. He racked up, what was it, 11 strikeouts in the last start. This was one of the top prospects, pitching prospects in the game, and he's got with Don Cooper out there with the White Sox. I do wonder if he's turned a corner. The problem is he's going to Boston, or he's got Boston at home. He's got uh, – the weather's probably going to be nice and cool. I don't know if it's really going to help the, the hitters too much, but the fly ball rate's up there. Going up against a good offense. I mean, if you're going max GPPs, I would throw a Reynaldo Lopez in there just because of what I've seen recently. But all the outliers say he's going to get rocked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to play play Lopez, but I, 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 like, I like him a lot as a pitcher in general. I just don't really want to mess with this situation. But I do think that uh, – Oh, we just got a note, by the way, that uh, I didn't realize that they watched and released their lineup and Soto's not in it. So I actually, Eikhoff again, I guess, I don't know if they took going him out. Going back to Eikhoff. Yeah, I'm still interested in Eikhoff, but I think that it's somewhere between Eikhoff. I mean, the thing is, I'm not, I'm mostly a tournament player, so I'm going to mostly play tournament guys. Me too. If I was, if I was doing a, a cash game build or whatever, though, I think it's still, it would be Paxton and Woodruff on hey, Yahoo. This is a tournament edition, baby. We're just yeah. we're going straight up tournament here. Well, I then, mean, what the hell do the Nationals have left then if Soto's gone? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a the lineup definitely doesn't look as strong. Icoff has been pretty good. Um, I'm not like going crazy with it, but or I put Snell in there by accident instead of uh, instead of uh, that's why Sale. Um, <laughs> I got their names mixed up. But yeah, I would probably go this way more for tournaments. I think that's interesting. I think Icoff's going to have very low ownership. Uh, obviously, not a great pitcher's park, but like without without Rendon, without Soto. Like that lineup is is not the lineup that it was to start the season, and I definitely like taking some shots here. No, that that team is actually a disarray. I mean, they fired their pitching coach Derek Lilquist yesterday. Like it's his fault this team stinks. So it's Eaton Robles. Kent, I mean, Howie Kendrick's hitting third for them. Matt Adams. I know, Matt Adams crushes right-handers, but he hasn't done much so far. Kurt Suzuki's always a nice value. It seems like on Yahoo, I think he's nine dollars today. Mm-hmm. Brian Dozier, Carter Kaiboom. This this uh, this lineup does nothing for me. Nothing. Yeah, I, and again, I you know like there's not it's not like the worst thing in the world takes take a bat or two on the other side. Um, but I do think Eikhoff is overall the better uh, 
is is the way to go for for tournaments over here, especially at like very low ownership, uh, which we haven't predicted that. All right. So out here in Denver, I think everybody's going to be on the Arizona side tonight. Um, I've been getting a lot of Colorado on the road. I thought I think that this offense is just starting to click from top to bottom. Now they're going home. And they actually might be a little bit of a pivot from Arizona because I do think the Diamondbacks, probably between the Diamondbacks and the Rays, are going to be the highest owned tonight. I, I Listen, I thought that the Rays were a great play. Then I'm reading, you know, Tease is good, all the stuff on there. They think that the Rays are going to have some high ownership too. So I'm a little concerned there. But Robbie Ray, like nobody knows what you're getting out of Robbie Ray. And you throw him in Coors Field, I'm not afraid of Robbie Ray. I'm not going to have zero shares of him tonight at $31 and I'll probably be siding with the Rockies. Yeah, I actually don't I, like this team completely owns Robbie Ray. First of all, um, absolutely owns them. This is like literally a nightmare matchup. Having said that at his ridiculously low price and being the guy who has probably like the second highest K upside in the matchup <laughs> on the slate. Um, I think you got to mix him in if you're playing a bunch of tournaments, but okay. I don't think that he's a guy that, again, definitely much more interested in the, in the batters. I know on other sites, I don't think that you're, I think that it's the opposite. I think that the Rockies are going to be far higher owned than the, uh, the Diamondbacks, but maybe on Yahoo, it could be different. I just can't see people paying more money for Escobar and, and Marte than Story and Arenado against the lefty. I just don't see that happening. I mean, they, yeah, that's the thing because Tyler Anderson is pitching. Arizona's just, is going to cost more. I'm waiting for the projected ownership to come out. We might have it yeah. uh, before the end of the show. I mean, Jimmo has just been completely nailing it uh, again for baseball season, but you know, you look way down the line, it, it's, it's time to target uh, Anderson and Straley. And that's why you're going to have so much of a, that's why you're going to have so much a higher ownership with those two teams. Cause Anderson belongs in triple a Straley is not getting deep and he stinks. One name I want to throw out there at you is Trent Thornton at Texas. Mm -hmm. Love the Texas offense, of course, but um, any thoughts on Trent Thornton? Will you have any exposure to him whatsoever? I will not have any exposure to him. It's the wrong slate for me. Um, I don't see why you would do it on this. Although, actually, over here, I didn't realize he was, like, minimum over He's here. nothing. He's 24. Um, wow. Yeah. He's a uh, – yeah, I mean, at that price, sure, you could definitely take a shot on just a pivot off of Woodruff, who is going to have ownership because he's way too cheap. That's that's how I would look at it. Yeah, I think that actually makes a little bit of sense. I'm, it's 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 risky. Probably side more with the Texas bats, but I don't think he's as bad as people think he is. Like, I, I do think the bullpen's bad if they get to him. Um, I don't know. Uh, I have mild interest in Thornton, but I, I, only because he's so crazy cheap. I think I still would so for Woodruff. Yeah. But I mean, Woodruff, it, and again, on Yahoo, you got to have, pit, like, it's so important to hit on both your pitchers just about. Um, spending up is is a way to go. But when we're talking about tournaments, I think the Woodruff angle, sell me a little bit more on Woodruff, would you? Because I had him in a couple of my dummy lineups there. And I, when I went back and started building lineups, he fell out of things. So sell me a little bit on Woodruff. Why should I go with him? So first of all, he's just way too cheap for his upside. <laughs> He actually is a really good, like, he has really, really good K stuff. Like, he's, he can, I mean, we don't, we don't see him pitch as long all the time. And we actually mm -hmm. see him, you know, he was coming out of the bullpen last year, mostly for the, for them sort of as that almost sort of like a, a hybrid, like, version of a, of a, like a middle relief slash what uh, they, they're doing in Tampa Bay. Uh, this guy has as good as stuff and can pitch against anybody in baseball. I don't really care. Like, it's not like a lineup against him that I really fear. I really think he's got elite stuff. 
but he also can, you know, he can get a little bit wild on some nights and I don't know. I don't really see a reason not to play him. So I'm having, a, I don't, I don't know what I need to say other than this guy is going to pitch five, five to seven innings and he's going to have at least six K's in my opinion. And even if he gives up a bomb or two or a few runs, I'm not worried about it. Especially at that price point. I mean, that, that really so, is terrific run support. Point. He's not going to get pinch hit for cause he's an awesome hitter. Like there's a lot of good things working out in his favor. I'm looking forward to to playing some Rays against Straley. By the way, I mean he's he's going to get. You would think he's going to get completely shelled tonight. He gives up uh, about 45 percent hard hit to both lefties and righties. He's a fly ball pitcher. I mean right handers. Tommy. Then you got Tommy Pham. You got Garcia. There's a lot going on, and we we can talk about your favorite stacks in just a little bit. But um, let's go to the offenses now and. Who are you targeting pitcher wise? Are we just going after Anderson and Straley in a in a GPP? But or is there another pitcher that you're looking at saying, "All right, maybe this is a little sleepy stack." I think for the most part, my my heaviest ownership is on the Tampa Bay side of things. Uh, it, it, some of it has to do with pricing. Some of it has to do with other things. Uh, I really like the spot for them against Straley in a terrible bullpen, good hitting conditions, t- great umpire, terrible terrible uh, pitcher's umpire, ultimate hitter's umpire over there. Everything just sort of lines up for a really, really good spot. You've got this fly ball pitcher in, in, in Baltimore um, with guys who tend to, you know, you have these ground ball hitters, and, and he also used to be reverse split. Like, he can be reverse splitsy, so I don't know what, where we stand because it sort of goes back and forth to Australia year by year. But I, I really like this whole offense. So that's sort of the offense I have the most interest in. I'm siding with them, Colorado, and uh, – I mean, th- those are the popular ones, but I'm just looking who I have the most ownership in because I did a, a little bit of scripting earlier today. The other one uh, that I have a ton of interest in is, is the Phillies. Um, I think the Phillies have let me down a bunch of times this year, but uh, if they can put together one of those like sixth innings that they always seem to put together, if they could just do that twice in a game or do it once earlier than the sixth inning, that would be mm-hmm. nice. Um, they have a just, I just believe in this offense. Um, I like, obviously, I love the stadium. I think they can beat the hell out of Helixson, and he's cost me too much money anyway. Also, used to pitch for them, like to like to put like to play players against the uh, hitters against their former teammates or whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, that's sort of where I where I'm looking uh, for the most part. But also have a lot of just individual hit plays that I think make a lot of sense tonight. Yeah, Helixson has just not been good. He he was always a nice number five starter, and even in Tampa, maybe a number four starter. But he's been getting lit up. The Sierra is sitting there at four two four. I mean, Tyler Beatty's right ahead of him. Hellickson's 28 bucks. Tyler Beatty is 28 bucks too. Um, you, again, there's a lot of pitchers that just get rocked around. It is it is so top heavy tonight. And we were talking about that middle tier, maybe a little uh, Sonny Gray, and then you go all the way down to Woodruff. Um, there's just there's some guys you're targeting, and the the Rays and the and the Rockies and the Diamondbacks would be very high owned. I do think it's an interesting pivot to the Phillies though. So let's start building. What position do you want to start with the hitter? Let's start. Um, we can start, just go around the horn, start with, well, let's start from the catcher position, I guess. Okay. I like that. Going around the horn, dude. Nobody <laughs> talks about that anymore. That's just for old guys. You must be old, just like me. I All am right. old. So we're, come on, you're not older than me. You're 44? No, I'm 37. See, I'm a lot older than you are. So um, Gary Sanchez, 22, Garver's, I mean, Mitch Garver's just going ballistic. But if you like the Phillies, maybe a little contrarian pay up for uh, JT Real Muto. 
If you go down, I always think Kurt Suzuki, you know, at $9, hits up in the line. I think that's just a guy you can plug and play if you don't have the money. Cervelli, I think, is is looking decent tonight. I Here, we got some ownership up now. Uh, we're looking at Cervelli at 12%. We're looking at Suzuki at 4%. And then Real Muto at 5%. Um, give me a couple of names and then lock in a spot. Yeah, I think Cervelli is the minimum cost guy that makes the most sense. I have a lot of interest in Maley for tournaments. Luke Maley. Uh, um, yeah, and I uh, interest in that a lot of that Toronto offense actually, which I think is another one that I didn't really mention. But I just not necessarily as a stack, but I have a lot of lot of little two man combos um, from that team. Uh, I think the the guy. I mean, you have like the Cervelli, Cervelli does make the most sense. He's the guy I think you should use in cash at a minimum minimum price um, over here on Yahoo. That's probably where I would go, and if I paid up, I would be paying up for Real Muto. Uh, I don't like Randall against lefties as much. I know he's been a little bit better over the last year, but in general, historically, it's about home home run about one third as often, I believe it is, as against lefties as he does with righties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we just like avoid that paying up in that spot. Although I do like the Milwaukee offense today, and I might he might squeak into a lineup of mine uh, in a stack here and there, but I don't think that he's going to be a priority. Yeah, I tell you what's interesting too. I'm just looking at at Maley and Cervelli, and Cervelli Cervelli's going to be higher owned. He might be the highest owned catcher out there, but just looking at the Woba, you know, they're very similar. Cervelli's got the edge there, three three five to three one six. Uh, but Maley has the ISO, and maybe if you're looking for a bomb, Maley is that guy to go with tonight. Yeah, I think that there, there's some upside there. Um, I would have played either catcher from 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 uh, Toronto tonight, but yeah, I do think that Maley uh, makes a lot of sense. I like Wilson Ramos uh, separately. I think that he's another cheap option that I would really that I would consider. Uh, those are pretty much all the guys I think I'm using on Yahoo. So Maley Ramos, uh, maybe a little. Oh, I'm, oh, I skipped. I, I missed Zanino's kind of pricey over here, but I think that as a Tampa part of his Tampa stack, I would I would include him. Um, but yeah, he, he's the only one I, I really missed. Uh, Zanino's. Who are you locking in, man? If I had to, if I have to put one guy on there, uh, it's going to be just Cervelli for for right now. Uh, sort of spread out enough ownership where I'm not really worried about him being, you know, one of the higher owned guys and he's just minimum cost. So we can sort of do whatever we want. We probably could build lineups and, and pay up for both pitchers if you want to today. I don't think it's the best strategy early in the season, like as we've seen so far, especially on days when we have so many bats that we like, but mm-hmm. I do think that it's doable today. Um, there's a lot of value out there. Who did you lock in a pitcher? Cause I can't see your screen. I took, I, 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 I took it back off. I took them off, but I, cause I, for for tournaments, I like the combination of Sale and uh, Woodruff. And what and uh, no, actually, instead of Woodruff, I pivoted over to Eikhoff just because he's going to be low on. Okay. So just as a tournament move, but like in general, I probably will be using more Woodruff than I am. Um, and I do think you can pay up for both pitchers too, or pay down. I, I think there's a lot of ways to go. It's a huge slate, obviously. So I think we can keep going by positions if you want to. Many many lineups uh, will be entered tonight. So Sale, Eikhoff, Cervelli, and you're sitting there 15 bucks uh, per player. So I mean, you've you've got some room to spend. Uh, there's probably a couple other men guys between seven and ten dollars you could throw in there. So you want to go around the horn. Let's go to first base. Um, if you want to keep some stacking in mind, let's do that up top. Uh, Pete Alonzo and Reese Hoskins both at twenty three bucks. Nate Lowe, uh, I think, is going to be a guy that um, people will be willing to pay up for. Maybe not the the brand name, but the numbers show that he's there. Christian Walker. Uh, with that matchup in Colorado, might be pretty popular, $21 as well. So he's the same price as Nate Lowe. Uh, Lowe's projected at 4%, Alonzo at 2%. And, you know, G-Man Choi is another one, 4%. Daniel Murphy, 
you know, th- this guy is interesting. He All he has done is come back from the injury to start the year, and he's just crushed. A lot of contact. He's making hard contact. Daniel Murphy at $18, I think, is an interesting one. Break down this first base slate for me, Bobby Fias. Um, and, and I do wonder if there's anyone down the line you would look at, too. Yeah, the first base is is super loaded um, for a change. Actually, I really like I really like a lot of them. Actually, um, I think that just real quickly because we because we have money to we're gonna have money to spend. I just want to say that I do prioritize those Colorado guys, and I, I would include Charlie Blackman along with Arenado and Story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely owns Robbie Ray. I know some of you guys don't believe in BBP. These guys have faced each other a million times for years. They also I believe in really good hitters who are against pitchers in division because they obviously have to study them the most. Um, so I love Charlie Blackman as a part of that, uh, you know, mini stack on or full stack on Colorado. Um, those are the guys I'm really liking. I'm wanting to pay up for. I also think that they're going to have lower ownership than most people th- than they normally would just because of how spread out the slate is and how many other bats there are at first base. Nate Lowe on other sites where he's cheap, I think is a really, really solid play. Yandy Diaz, uh, I feel like, grades out. Where do we have him actually over here on Yahoo? I didn't realize. What's that? Looking. I think I was looking at my DraftKings thing. I didn't realize where we have Yandy over here on Yahoo. Yandy um, Diaz? He's at, third, he's at third base on Yahoo. I really okay. like him in this matchup. Um, you know, ultimate ground got ball guy against the fly ball pitcher. You got to pay up for, for him, man. You got to pay up for him. He's 20. I, I don't mind. I, I, that keeps the ownership lower. It's perfect. Um, it's a, you know, I think and the only thing I hate about it is the third base position is loaded even more than first base. Um, I mean, Arenado's a dollar cheaper, but I know. then, but then I know. You, pay, you pay, you pay a dollar more and you're getting a lot less ownership, right? At least yeah. that's the, that's the thought right now. You get a lot less ownership, 5% um, for Diaz. Arenado's actually a 14. So yeah, I mean, Yandy, you're getting at a, a much less ownership than our projected ownership. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the only, that's the only thing I, I do love Arenado and story, like I mentioned along with Blackman, but I think that if you want to be contrarian, you can pay up here for Hoskins. Um, I like that a lot. No one's going to play him. Uh, I like the matchup. You know, I, I think, he, you know, w- when these guys just get completely no ownership, and I believe Hoskins is one of the best 20 hitters in baseball, um, at least for fantasy purposes anyway. He'll also steal a base every now and then out there for some reason. Um, but I, I, love, I love Hoskins, and I, I think that he's like a really contrarian way to spend up. I think that the more logical plays like in cash would make sense to pay up for, for a guy like Walker. I like Daniel Vogelbach a lot tonight, uh, more for tournaments. And uh, I think Luke Voigt is just a guy, another guy no one's going to play up there, but I just slightly prefer Hoskins. Okay, so Hoskins is the guy to, to keep. Are you locking Hoskins in? For this, for my, I mean, I'm not locking anybody in for baseball as, as far as hitters go when I play multiple lineups. But yeah, but just for this. this. Yeah, for, 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 for building fun. a tournament. I, I just want to clarify, though, that's building a tournament lineup, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, so we're building it. You want to throw, you want to lock Hoskins in for our tournament lineup? Let's leave him in there for right now. I like Hoskins. Right, we're having some fun. That's yeah. it, Bobby. We're just having some fun. Reese Hoskins, <laughs> let's throw him in there. Second base now. Second base. This is an interesting one again. Um, I mean, Shavis is, <laughs> is the top. Shavis from Boston. Michael Shavis, 25 bucks. Uh, again, I think Brandon Lowe is a – Shavis could be 1% owned, we look at. Lowe is at 8%. Um, as you move down, if you like the Phillies, Cesar Hernandez at 16. Um, is Keek, are the Dodgers, the Do- who are the Dodgers going This position is really easy. Um, yeah. He's going to have high ownership, but you just play, you just play Odor. He's $8. Uh, it's, it's a good matchup. It's, he's back in Texas, great hitting weather, hitting high in the order, all the things. He's just been struggling. 
I'm gonna that's that's where I'm just gonna play him. I think he'll have ownership, but I think people will be a little bit scared off and I, I, I don't mind. I, I don't mind eating a little bit of chalk here. He's the guy I'd prioritize until we get a Colorado lineup. We don't know whether Hampson's playing or anything like that, but I think Odor is the easy play here. In if Hampson's in there, is that who you're going? If Hampson's, Hampson's in there, I'd probably save him mostly for stacks. I don't love him like uh, on his own as much and depends on where he's hitting to. But I think Odor at $8 just makes a little too much sense for me. If and I Hampson's don't even mind Kinsler for tournaments, by the way, at seven off Kershaw. Kinsler raked yesterday. But he had a home run and a double and two doubles, yeah. Two doubles. He had a monster game. So maybe he's alive. Here's one I just want to throw out to you. And again, we're going back to Coors Field. And I think, you know, maybe he hits six tonight. Wilmer Flores going against uh Anderson. And mm-hmm. we're talking about a guy that's he's twelve dollars. I mean, at second base. I, I know Wilmer's not having a great start. His ownership's going to be a little bit higher tonight, but how do you pass that up? That's the that's one of the biggest discounts there is. We're talking about a Diamondbacks team that could rake tonight. Yeah, I actually like that a lot. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that he's too cheap, and I think he's probably going to be highly owned, but so is uh, Odor, who I mentioned. I, I don't mind going that way at all. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me, actually. He's going to be popular, um, but no big deal. No, but you all well, listen. I mean, that's the whole misnomer. I think a lot of, especially during football season, it's all right to go chalk at a couple of places. You just sure. do what two or three guys under 5%. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, sometimes you don't even need that. Yeah. Just differentiate yourself enough. All right. So are we going Yandi at third base? We got to leave a couple spots open, by the way. So we could leave yeah. third base open and maybe third say, base oh. is one we probably should talk about because it's so loaded. Okay. Let's do it. Um, I think that the pay down, I mean, you have an incredibly great pay down option in Vlad Guerrero Jr. I love him today. Uh, I think he hits his first home run. He's going to have some ownership. He's $10, way too cheap. But then you look at Jose Ramirez at $13. That's way too cheap for him. Um, I love those guys. That's where I would pay down. And then I'd paying up, you know, we mentioned a lot of other guys, but like Arenado, I do love Escobar, but I'm not going to play him over Arenado at that price. I love Arenado and then Yandy, who we mentioned already. Um, Yandy, I think that if we want to play Yandy, we haven't really done anything with a stack in this lineup. I'd like to get at least a little bit of a mini stack today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I would, I, I can just, you know, talk about it, but I think that the third baseman you're prioritizing is sort of going to depend on which way you want to go with the rest of your lineup. So maybe we could talk about an outfielder or two. Um, well, let's, let's leave third base open, but okay. let's dig into it a little bit more. Cause I think that's, you know, Yandy's sitting there, he's a dollar more than Arenado and we got him at about 10% less ownership. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Escobar's in a perfect spot, right? I mean, it's, it's Coors Field. It's a pitcher that he could completely crush. So he's sitting there. If you like the Phillies, uh, thoughts on Michael Franco. Yeah, um, I think that he's just, I mean, it's just a bottom of the order guy. I, I love him as a hitter. I just, I, I don't tend to love to play National League hitters at the bottom of the order when on, a, on full slates more often. Like you can get pitched around. It's just, you know, literally like they can pitch to the pitcher instead of you. Um, it's just not where I like to go on giant slates um, personally. Is there, would you target Kershaw? I mean, we're talking GPP here. So is there any shot you'd take a Manny Machado at a dozen bucks? Oh, absolutely. I, play, I would play one-offs against him. I would not target a stack against him, but I mentioned I don't mind Kinsler. I definitely don't mind uh, Machado. It's just a loaded position. I would rather go other places probably. I think the Jose Ramirez is the better play of those guys. Um, I think that, you know, Jung Ho Gung actually is not, you know, grades out to be a pretty good play at $8.00. Uh, there's a lot of good plays. Justin Turner at 14. That's a really like 
you know, Stevie was joking about it on the morning grind this morning. This is when Justin Turner hit, heats up. He never hits the ball until May. That's when he starts every year. He has literally has four career home runs before May. Um, so he's the other guy I have. There's a lot of ways to go. I think it depends on just where, which, how much you want to spend. Um, but we gave you some guys in like every price tier there. There's like seven guys who I really like. Yeah, that's good. So it's, it's stacked tonight. Let's get to a couple of questions. And again, you can uh, make sure you like and subscribe our YouTube channel, Roto Grinders, and we'll get to some of those questions too. But we got a lot in the chat, and then we'll get to shortstop in the outfield. So quick question from Neech74, Bobby. He says, uh, Troy or low in a DK GPP? Low for me. What do you like about low? I like low better. I think he, this guy's really good, by the way. He, um, mm-hmm. He's on the way up. And the thing is, we, we just know what we have with Choi. I think that low is going to be the better hitter, is the better hitter. And that's sort of where I'm going to side with. I don't think ownership makes any kind of a difference. I just think I'm going to keep betting on this guy low until he comes up. This is what I do all the time with with these prospects that I believe in. Same thing is true. And we didn't even mention him because I don't think he's available over here on Yahoo. Or, uh-huh. or is he? Um, the Reds third base. He's third base eligible for the Reds. Um, why can't I? His name escaping me. He's the that's top smart. prospect. Oh, they're prospect. Yeah, he's a he's literally probably the third best prospect in baseball. I can't think of his name now for some reason. Oh, you're um, me, dude. I'm grabbing I'm grabbing it right now. Here we go. They just right. called up a kid too. Yes, yeah, Nick Senzel. Nick Senzel. Senz, Thank that's you. what it is. S. I knew it was an S. Senzel. Yeah, yeah. Nick Senzel. He's a great play. Also batting, you know, batting second for the for the Reds today against BD. So, a lot of ways to go. <laughs> A lot of ways, tons of ways to go today. And I actually really, you know, I wasn't a big Yahoo guy until I started working with Kirkwood sometimes. And he just cleans up on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. My God, it's just what, and it's so, it's a little bit different because the pricing, it's just, it, it's fluctuates so much. It used to be really loose pricing. Now, I mean, it, you still got a few other ways to find the bargains. I think if you go down like Jose Ramirez, right? is, he, is Jose Ramirez, I haven't checked out FanDuel today. Is he just discounted all across the board because of the slow start? Because here he's been between like nine and twelve dollars. Yeah, it's been ridiculous. He's been he's he is too cheap elsewhere. Maybe not quite as cheap as he is over here, percentage wise and everything. But uh, he is really really cheap all over the industry and too cheap. And so is Francisco Lindor still too cheap. So those are two guys who I'm going to be playing quite a bit of. Um, not not as a, not a Cleveland stack, but just those two guys either together or on their own. I like a lot. All right, shortstop story is probably going to be the highest stone. Here's an interesting one though. Because uh, we got him, we got Tim Anderson at 0.25%. Like nobody on Tim Anderson at $23 tonight. This is interesting because he's going up against Chris Sale. You don't want to mess with the White Sox too much, but with Tim Anderson, especially the way he's he's been raking, would you take a shot on some minimal ownership on Tim Anderson, or is this just a void? I w- I, I think it's like worth a tournament look. Like I. I think there's a lot of guys who aren't going to be that high owned who you can, you can play also. So I don't really think I'm going to end up there, but I like it. He has been crushing the ball. Like, you know what I mean? Get the, obviously has the soon matchup. Like, I think it makes some sense. I just don't think it's, it's something that I'm going to prioritize, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think throwing him into a tournament lineup, I certainly wouldn't argue with it. Not the guy who I'm, you know, the highest on. I'm looking at my, uh, my ownership on, on shortstops here on other sites where it's like you need the savings and it's ultimate mm-hmm. savings. I'm playing Brandon Crawford quite a bit today, to be honest. What um, about Crawford? He's, he's so cheap on DraftKings. He's, it just, it's, if we're going to play Steve Wilkerson at 2,400, we should be playing Grant Brandon Crawford at a weak shortstop yeah. position at 2,700. He's been on, on, on Yahoo. He's mid price. He's seven bucks. 
Yeah, but Yahoo Min is a lot different than DraftKings Min, and you don't really need it, you know, there. Like, you got Odor is basically the same price at $8. You know, Nick Williams in the outfield for $7 is a mm-hmm. better play. You know what I mean? Like, there's just better better ultimate value plays. Over there on DraftKings, there just really aren't any. Um, but I think that Francisco Lindor is a terrific too cheap play, as I already mentioned. I think he's the guy as a one-off I have the most interest in. Corey Seager is way too cheap over here. So on Yahoo, it's mostly going to be – uh, story Lindor and Seeger for me uh, with yeah that's pretty much it uh, Lindor's interesting still waiting for Lindor to really get going 17 bucks picking it up a little bit but it's uh, been good that whole Cleveland offense just sucks no they're, they're but no that's all that's all that's all old narrative that's done yeah, now I mean it's they're starting to I'm just I, I just struggle with these guys Ramirez I keep rolling out there and I'm fine with Ramirez too but I mean, Lindor, Lindor is still hit and miss, man. I mean, first of all, where's the, he had a two home run game and he really hasn't done much besides for that. He's not hit. He's not going extra bases. He's got no extra base hits. So I'm not down as much as Lindor as you are. I mean, obviously- much, much, much better power hitter versus lefties than he is against righties. Um, I almost wondered why he wasn't just a right-handed hitter the first two years of his career. Yeah. Uh, actually looks really, really good at the plate to me. I don't really care about what exactly the results are. And, and the overall results are actually really good if you take in the fact that he's only played 10 games. But it's just he hasn't, you know, he hasn't hit any doubles and triples. That's basically it. Um, and he only stolen one base. Uh, I have no problem buying low on this guy when he's, he's too cheap. And he's legitimately – he's the best play on the slate if this was a different time of year. And he's – what is he, 11th the most expensive? And he's mm-hmm. the best player at the position – in the best matchup except for maybe story that's it and even stories is you could even debate that because Robbie Ray actually is a decent pitcher in real life um anyway I just think it's I just think he's a really really good place so that's where I'm going but I think that if you want to spend down for Corey Seager he's another guy who I like a lot I don't mind the lefty lefty um you want to lock in Lindor here in our dummy lineup I I I do but the problem is that we're giving a bunch of individual plays I would probably slant more towards a a stack I guess I could mention that what I would do with this lineup is throw in, uh, in the outfield, we could, you know, throw in, uh, like McCutcheon and, and, uh, and Harper or Harper and, uh, Nick Williams. So Hoskins. Yeah. Nick Williams. I mean, this is a guy that doesn't cost a lot. So, you know, at shortstop, you, you lock in who you want to lock in. We're still leaving third base open, um, before we get to the outfield, who are you locking in at short? Bobby? All right. At short, I think we go ahead and, and, I really like Lindor, so I'm going to stick with that one. But uh, I wouldn't mind, like, because we have enough differentiation elsewhere, I probably want to get one of the big bats from Coors. Um, I don't mind, you know, taking a little bit of chalk, but either Arenado or uh, Story probably would side with Story just because the position is not as strong as third base. All right, so we'll, we'll let's get into the stacks in a little bit once we build this uh, this lineup. And it is looking a little bit more like cash, I guess, more than anything else. But once we get into the stacks, I think we could really – uh, talk that up, but in the outfield. So there's just, there's so much here. And uh, Tommy Pham stands out at 23 bucks. You like Harper at 22. Um, we don't have any word on Yelich yet, do we? I do not see. No, Yelich I haven't seen, I haven't seen that lineup yet, but maybe it came out while we're on there. And that'll be, that'll be really, and, and somebody in the chat, I mean, I mean, we're doing a million different things here. So if you see Yelich in the lineup, please uh, feel free to let us know. I'm, I'm scrolling through here. I don't see him yet. No, I don't. I don't see that lineup coming out yet. Gallo might be a nice contrarian option going up against Thornton. Of course, he could hit a home run at any time. 
uh, the top shelf guys. Let's go 20 and higher, Bobby. Uh, Blackman, I'm all over Blackman too. Soto's not in there. Uh, J.D. Martinez, David Peralta going up against Anderson is $21. Harper's at 22. Uh, first outfield spot because we got about 14 bucks to work with. Yeah, the guys who I would uh, I would lean towards the most are I would I would play Harper in this lineup because I'd want that little Philly stack. Um, mm-hmm. I do think there's a potential for that game to, for they for them to really go off. I don't always think you need to stack early in the season in baseball, especially with the weather's you know not as great at hitting wise and everything. Um, but I do like getting mini stacks in, and I do think Philly's the type of offense that can that has the potential to put up like double digit runs. I, I think they're like one of the five or six most likely offenses to do that in general. And I like this spot tonight. So I, I think I would go with Harper here as, but I do love Gallo as a tournament play. I think he's like the, the spend that, the spend up away from Coors that, you know, you could get your, your multi home run game from, I'm just going to mention, I'm not going to play Cody Bellinger much tonight, but I, this guy he just had the best first month. It's the best April in the history of baseball. I, I literally, I looked it up. There's, it's hard to find anybody who's ever had one that's that close except for Barry Bonds. Um, it's nuts what he's doing. It's real. He has always had massive power against lefties and righties. Um, I don't mind playing contrarian Bellinger at the top. If I was going to play like a Coors stack, you know, with a guy like Desmond and leave out Arenado so you can afford, you know, pay up for Bellinger basically instead of one of the obvious course spots and pay down for the cheaper Coors guys. Something like that is something I would do today as a, as a tournament pivot, but not going to be playing him as a priority. Obviously just wanted to mention it. Bobby, let me uh, name drop on you. Right. So I don't do that. Hey, Ned Coletti is a good buddy of mine and he, Mm. He was the old general manager for the Dodgers. He does mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. He drafted Kershaw. He drafted Seager. He drafted all these guys that are on the Arias. And he told me that Bellinger was just at a different level. Like Corey Seager could be an every year all-star, but the ceiling for, for Cody Bellinger is out of this world. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Rookie year came up, like just blew everybody away. Maybe took a little step back, but the adjustments are coming. And this is going to be a perennial MVP candidate in Cody Bellinger. And I've been saying this. I've been saying this since he was in the minor leagues. I mean, I, I, it's amazing that you yeah. I didn't, that made, I didn't tell you that's awesome. I wish I had that backing up when I was just got into these huge Twitter wars a couple of years ago, for oh, him, no, suggesting no. that maybe one day he could be as good as judge. That was too offensive to people. Um, no, I think he's going to be better. I think <laughs> my I personal feeling is that this guy, there's like a tier of guys that are just at the top and I'm going to put him with Yelich right now. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see this out of Yelich. And Derek Jeter obviously didn't either. Do you know what he is to me? I think he's the baseball player that everyone wants Bryce Harper to be. That's what he's become. Bellinger? Yeah. Wow. I think he becomes – no, because he is he's, – I mean, he, that's not a stretch. I mean, he's never going to be a 240 hitter like, like Bryce Harper. But I think that's what he's going to become as much – that version. Well, again, I mean, this is the ceiling. Like, Corey Seager is the guy that's going to be the, the all-star that continues to just put up the steady numbers and – Bellinger is going to be the guy that can hit you 50 home runs a year. So yep. um, I'm waiting for Seager to get healthy too. I still think something's wrong with him. Yeah. He's um, definitely out of sync. Yeah. He's out of sync. So fam at 23, if you're going with a race stack, you got to have him, right? Yeah. If you go with, yeah, I would play fam here. Uh, fam. And if I was playing the, you know, the Yandy part of this and, and get part of that race stack, I like fam a lot as an individual. I like Garcia a lot, who I think will have lower ownership mm-hmm. as an outfielder, Abizale. Um for some reason, when I search over here, it always does that. Uh, but he's, you know, he's he's a little cheaper too. Uh, we can afford him at, you know, sixteen dollars. He's a guy I like quite a bit. Um, it, again, it just depends on which one you're going with. With the Philly stack here, I would always play Harper in this lineup. But I would, uh, I would, I definitely like these Tampa Bay 
everybody from Tampa Bay, um, especially Pham and Garcia. If we didn't lock anybody at third and we probably have to leave another spot open in the outfield. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can go down all the way and just start looking at some values at $10 Mm -hmm. and less. Um, You know, Starla Marte is pretty cheap. It's going up against Anderson though. For Reyes, uh, if we're doing one-offs again, this is Clayton Kershaw. He's got to deal with Will Myers, uh, any of the Padres. Ryan Braun is eleven dollars in a great in a good matchup for him too. That's a good one. I like a lot. So Braun, and, he's going up against the lefty. Yep, and should be batting third, uh, especially without you know if Yelich is not in the lineup, you have some more feeling that he's not going to get lifted for a pinch mm-hmm. pinch fielder later in the game. Um, so it's a little bit increased increases that. Ian Desmond at twelve dollars. Um, that's too cheap. Sort of uh, Ian Desmond and, and Wilmer Flores to me are the same play today, except for Flores is at second base, which is a little bit worse than uh, than the outfield. Although there are some good second basemen, but uh, yeah, those two guys are like the same kind of play. Both have been historically good against lefties. Both too cheap. Both haven't been great over the last couple years, mm-hmm. but they definitely have you know huge power upside in that game in Colorado and. You know, specifically, and Desmond does seem to match up extremely well pitch type um, uh, with uh, Robbie Ray. So I, I like Ian Desmond a lot. And then Nomar Mazzara, these are a little more than the $10 range you mentioned, but Nomar Mazzara at $14. These are the, those are the guys who I have as extreme values. Under 10, I have Nick Williams as my top play. Um, I like the guys you mentioned too, but mostly it's Nick Williams, then a bunch of guys at 11 to 14 for me. Well, let's lock in Nick Williams. I mean, it's eight dollars, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, what's that? That's going to leave you fourteen for your third base and your outfield. And you could think about what you're going to do there. If you want to go Diaz, you're going to have to pay down for the other outfield spot. If you want to go a little higher at outfield, you're going to have to pay down at the third base spot. But you know, as it stands now, so you got you got Sale, Eikhoff, Cervelli, Hoskins, Odor, Harper, Williams, Lindor. So you got your little Philly stack in there, man. Yeah, yeah. So you you, you throw Harper in there. You can always make another like little pivot here and then play uh, play either Choi or Low and then throw in uh, the outfield, you know, the other outfielders we mentioned already from uh, Tampa Bay, uh, along mm-hmm. with Andy at third if we want to. There's a lot of ways to go, but and you don't need to go with these pitching. These are these are more like a little bit a little bit off the board pitching, like not off the board, but like Icop especially. It's not necessarily my favorite, but I do like that combination. And we talked about a lot of other guys. Anybody who has any other questions about other pitchers that they like for tournaments, feel free to throw them in there yep. because. We, uh, we did mention him earlier, but we haven't talked about him in a while. So let's let's hit the chat here. And again, uh, YouTube, like, subscribe. You can ask us some questions, and we'll get to you on that in just a sec. Joey, uh, Joey 19 Votto, Red Stack, winning every – this is not a question. This is a statement. Like, Joey is – he is pumped about this Red Stack, especially on FanDuel. Go for it. I have no problem with – I like <laughs> – I, I have no problem with it. I just uh, – I like the Reds uh, – individually like and as a and as many stacks I, I don't have them as a priority stack but i do have some exposure to to two three mans um that's pretty much about as far as i'm going but i'm mixing in like four players from their team uh, this is from our youtube channel did you guys talk about sale versus paxton we did but maybe bobby you can give us a couple of cliff notes again why it's sale over paxton I think it's only sale over Paxton because of ownership really is the, is the answer. And the K prop is, is alarm is, is there. It makes you believe that Vegas believes in sales back as he looked better in his last two starts, the White Sox uh, K upside. I think sale probably like the, the White Sox offense doesn't scare me as much as Minnesota's can. Um, Minnesota still got a top 10 offense versus lefties and righties. Uh, there's, you know, that's, that's sort of the reasons. And also he's going to have lower ownership. So I'm, I'm playing tournaments. That's where I'm siding. 
I mean, watch out for Minnesota. They're, they're leading the league in OPS, slugging on base. They every that lineup just crushes. And maybe a little hard, maybe you know, one through five as opposed to the bottom of that lineup. But the Minnesota offense is one I try to avoid. I try to steer clear of that one. Um, let's see here. T Mason, one, two, three, four, five. What about the Ronald Acuna narrative versus Arena? Ronald Acuna. Oh, did he throw at him last time? Yeah, they just they don't like each other. I don't see that as ever being like a beneficial thing exactly for a hitter, but I mean, listen, here, here's my, here's my take. If he gets hit by a pitch and they get upset at each other, then Acuna is getting tossed when he charges them out. So there's your narrative, man. Uh, Killer Breeze just wants to know how you're doing. How you doing, Bobby? You all right? I'm doing good. Doing good. I love, I love Breeze. He's my man. I'm talking to him in chat right now. Good. Uh, another from the YouTube, Brian Reynolds or Yasiel Puig? Um, Uh, YouTube, sneaky Detroit stack against Lopez. Sneaky Detroit stack against Lopez. I, I'm not interested in it myself, but I. What's that? Goodrum, Nico Goodrum, and who the hell else did you play? It's it's, yeah, Cassiano. I mean, Cassiano hasn't been good yet. Candelario is is heating up a little bit, but like, I just don't want to do it. Not in this slate. Uh, And your boy Killer Breeze, do you like Ramirez and Lindor? And you said you do. You like a little Cleveland mini stack, maybe. Just those two guys, really. Those are the guys I'm focusing on. I don't mind if you want to throw Santana in there, but like, there's just so many other stacks today. I just really like each of those guys at their prices. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you want to get any more questions, we got five, ten more minutes, and we'll try and roll through as many as we can. But let's talk about stacks for a minute, okay? Let's do some stacking. So we already talked about. I want to get deeper into Arizona. Colorado and Tampa Bay. Those are probably going to be the three highest owned stacks tonight. Would you agree? Yeah, I do think it's going to be hard for people on other sites to Ford Arizona. I really do. Like it's, it's a weird build with them. Like they're even more expensive than Colorado is. So I think they should be though. I think they should be just because they're facing a horrible pitcher who gives up a ton of fly balls in Coors Field. So I, I don't think he's a terrible pitcher. I think he's coming back from an injury. Um, that's sort of, I guess, where we differ a little bit. He's been bit, terrible but... this year. Yes. Fair How enough. about that? Okay. He's been terrible this year. Recency bias, a whole, a whole month <laughs> of the season. But yeah, I think he's getting shelled tonight. But uh, the Colorado side of things, this offense is humming. And they're doing it on the road. Now, Milwaukee's a nice hitter's ballpark too, isn't it? But coming back to Coors, it's going to be tough for me to avoid getting a lot of shares of Arenado and Blackman and especially Murphy too. I mean, I really like Murphy. I think Mur- Murphy's the guy making good contacts, hitting the ball in the air and he's getting on base. Yeah. I would encourage everybody to, to not leave the lefties off because you got to take some shots to, to differentiate that lineup. Although you may not need to as much today, the ownership is going to be more spread out. This seems like a good day to stack course. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think you're going to have more than 20% on most of any hitters really like that's almost that's incredible um this is a good day to you know you can stack there and differentiate elsewhere if you want to or you could take one-offs here either way it's not going to be that mega crazy chalk that we need Uh to avoid i don't think yeah i've actually i have not had many i don't think i've really gone after the cores games to this point Mm -mm. the weather's been nasty out here too and it really i think if you look at it it's not like the run totals. Even last year, they were suppressed a little bit at Coors mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I tonight I just have a feeling this they're going to get lit up. It's beautiful weather here. It's a little bit warmer. Things are, th- things are cooking. So I like that Colorado side this evening. Um, 
Tampa Bay. Why are, why are we all on Tampa Bay, Bobby? We have Dan Straley, an extreme fly ball pitcher in a great uh, park for fly ball hitters. And Dan, Dan, Daniel, Dan Straley is, is pretty spent at this point. We've seen him sort of rejuvenate himself for like a start or two here when we thought he spent over the last few years. So it's possible. But I, I love this Tampa way this Tampa Bay lineup uh, matches up. They're a really good underrated offense anyway. You have one of the highest totals of the day. Uh, great hitting environment, great umpire, terrible bullpen for the the Orioles, and uh, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of uh, you got a reverse splits righty against guys who ha- are reverse splits righty hitters like Tommy Pham and Garcia, um, and then you've also got some some guys like Low who are a little cheaper than they should be on sites like DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, actually, I don't know what they made them on FanDuel today, but uh, there's just a lot of lot of lot of guys to like in their lineup. I like uh, I think I'm playing seven out of their starting nine in in at least one of those guys in most of my lineups. So as uh, somebody in the chat said, so I guess Daniel Murphy's out again. I want to know what's going on with him. Here's, here's the Rockies as it stands right now. Uh, Blackman, Story, Arenado, Mark Reynolds, David Dahl, who I, I abs- I'm in love with David Dahl, man. He's hitting everybody right now. Desmond, Ionetta, Hampson is in the lineup, but he's hitting eight, Bobby. Yeah, we'll play some of them in stacks, but I'm not going to go crazy with it. This is like he's he's playing for his job right now. He's about to get sent down. He's about to. Yep. Uh, Doll. Yeah, like Doll. Especially with um, he's hitting fifth tonight too. He's been on fire. Arenado Blackman. So and, and thanks to the guys in the chat that are checking out the lineups. This does help Ray a little bit though as a tournament pit possibility. I mean Daniel Murphy being out like this team still can just have terrible terrible games against lefties. Um, it, outside of Stary and Arenado, like I think it's worth taking a shot in tournaments. Just want to throw that out there. Um, then we got uh, DK Cash from NY Jets, uh, twelve fifty. DK Cash, Desmond or Nick Williams? Uh, Ian Desmond is the better play for the same price. In, in cash, yes. In cash, no doubt about it. Um, quick question from the YouTube channel: Home run calls. Who you got tonight? All right, I'm just gonna grab my my ownership just so I don't I don't say anything I don't mean here. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite. I love Bryce Harper. Um, I think he's gonna break out of this. Whatever. I love Brandon Belt. We didn't uh, talk a lot about him over here, but I love Brandon Belt. Uh, he's one of my favorite guys to go deep. Uh, I like Aguiar. I like Nate Lowe to go deep. I really like though the one I'm the most high on Vlad Guerrero will hit his first home run tonight yeah tonight Vlad Guerrero and that little fan duel free home run thing maybe plug in some big daddy Vladdy I like it I like that call a lot uh to tell you of course story and Arenado would be too easy so I did I left those guys out we we can't we can't throw guys in there I'll I'll just listen Brian Braun tonight Braun's going deep I'm with you on Aguilar I think it might be an interesting stack there with the Brewers as a matter of fact because Mm -hmm. yeah Great stack, by the way. I mean, I want to point out that this stack has so many ways you can get there. So I think mini stacking the Brewers especially is nice with guys who have some speed. Like if you play a power guy, play Lorenzo Cain in that lineup. He might steal two bases by the time you get, you know, you get your two run home run from Aguiar. You know what I mean? This is, this is the kind of spot where I would love to play some guys with some speed. And even other guys might even take chances here who don't have that much speed against Matt. So this team uh, historically used to run a lot more, but I think you might see them run a little bit tonight. So I, I want to take some shots. You can you can win by stacking. You have multiple outs. Is basically what I'm saying when you stack. Would you like you that. say mini stack? Could you go three? Yeah, Could you go absolutely. Braun, Aguilar and King. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and and by the way, Braun, you know, every now and then when he thinks that the guy's a bad bad at holding people on, like he, I think he tried to steal like three in a row against uh, 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 who was it last year, Lester, and uh, he got caught the third time, I think. But uh, I do think that this is like a huge stolen base upside matchup plus upside for the Brewers. So anybody like even Perez or whatever, there's bonuses to how these guys can get you there other than just hitting home runs. All right. Very good. So, um, I mean, we got a lot of the same guys. I'm just looking down Arizona, Colorado is too easy to call. Right. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to play up to that. I think if I'm looking at Thornton, I like Joey Gallo tonight. I'm feeling good about Gallo. I'm going to have a little more shares than normal. I don't think he's going to be that highly owned. Weather's setting up nice, going up against a pitcher. That doesn't scare me too much. So let me go back to the well on Joey Gallo. That's right. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I love it. Yeah, you, you really can't argue with Joey Gallo because at any point in time, you can just go gonzo and give you two. Uh, GMM, at least, right? GMM Jr. Red Sox are cheap on DK. What's he missing? They're too cheap. You're right. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Red Sox stack tonight. Um, the bad uh, ballpark shift, I believe the weather in Col- and yeah, the weather in Chicago, it's 48 degrees. You do have some wind blowing out a little bit. It's not like terrible hitting weather, I guess, but That's I just nice. personally am not as interested in their, in their lineup, in their stack. But I do love like any of the one-offs because they're just all too cheap from Ben Attendee, basically one through seven um, with the exception of Devers, who I just don't think you can play. I know he will start hitting home runs, but I don't think you can play yet until well there's this many good third basemen at the same price bobby man it was awesome working with you buddy enjoy uh socal chill out make your make your lineups enjoy the rest of the night man thanks a lot man great to work with you and uh yeah thanks to everyone in chat glad to be doing the show yep very good all right for bobby Fi, i'm holding kushner and i will catch you on what is it sunday with sarabi and i love working with sarabi what are you on next man uh, I think I'm on sometime in the next few, I don't know, sometime early next week. Right. Very good. <laughs> Have a good time with that. Take right, care, buddy. everybody. And thanks to, thanks to Devin for doing another great job of producing the uh, Yahoo Tournament Edition of Grinders Live. In the books. Welcome to another edition of Turd Ferguson and the Monkey Night Fight, guys. If you haven't seen it before, I'm giving you five of my favorite props over on Monkey Night Fight. If you haven't signed up for it yet, sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get 100% deposit bonus on your first $50. That's free money. Play through it. Do what you want with it. But I'm giving you the picks multiple times a week so you don't even have to do any research. Just throw them in and make some money. It's that simple. Got five of them for you today, including my late night dagger, which features a two out of three rapid fire, the Detroit game. All right, guys, let's get to my level one prop here. It is a two out of three rapid fire in the Atlanta game. All right, let's start out first. We have Gaussman going versus Urena. 
Strikeouts, giving up one and a half. I don't care. I'm still going with Gaussman. Miami, obviously a big strikeout team and just a team that's not very good. I'm not I'm not giving credence to the clinic that they somehow put across the best Cleveland pitchers. I don't understand it. It somehow happened, but I don't care. I'm still rolling with Gaussman here. He is the better pitcher. Urena only an 18% K rate and much lower K rate team in Atlanta. Gaussman just slightly above average to average K rate guy but he's going up against a much worse team. He's going to go later into the game. I could see Urania getting beat up early. Next, we have Donaldson versus Freeman, total bases. This one was a little bit tough. I hate giving up the tiebreaker, but I did with Freeman just because he's a better hitter. He's better. Urania's not that great of a pitcher, and Freeman has the platoon split. So I am rolling with Freeman here. Last up, we have Albies versus Granderson, run slash RBIs. This one's a lock. Albies is batting leadoff. He's batting against the worst pitcher. He's batting in the better lineup. More likely to hit someone in and more likely to get a run. Grandison on the other side going up against the worst pitcher. Lower implied team total. Everything is on Albies' side. Lock in Albies. All right. Next up, we have my level two prop, which is a two out of two rapid fire in the Washington game. All right. So here we have Eikhoff versus Hellickson. Total strikeouts. Hellickson is not a very good strikeout pitcher. It's just that simple. Not striking out guys at all, pretty much his entire career, or at least for the recent history. Eikhoff on the other side, decent strikeout guy. Hellickson 16% compared to Eikhoff on realistic 30%. Going to be lower than that, but he's closer to average, and I'm only giving up a few strikeouts. Easy money here. Take Eikhoff next. Reese versus Bryce. Reese is playing better this season. Bryce has been terrible. Reese has the same exact matchup here, and Reese is just going to crush Hellickson. Hellickson strikes out very few guys, so that helps Hoskins and Harper's low or high strikeout rate. But Hoskins is on another level right now. You take Hoskins and you move on. Best hitter in history right there. All right, guys, now we have my level three prop, which is a two out three rapid fire in the Baltimore game. All right, so Tampa Bay, great this season. Baltimore, trash this season. Just just, just so you know, if you were unaware. But we have Glass now versus Straley. Straley is horrible. Straley gives up lots of hard contact. More suited for a better pitcher's ballpark, but they're playing over in Baltimore today. Glass now only giving up two and a half strikeouts right here. Way, way too few. Just ridiculous. Glass now has the better strikeout matchup, and he has the better stuff tenfold. Straley won't make it out of the third inning. He's going to get crushed here by a patient Tampa Bay team. Next up, Choi versus Pham. Choi getting the tiebreaker and run slash RBIs. Choi realistically probably just as good of a hitter as Pham. 40% of the time, there's going to be no run scored by either of these guys. 30% of the time, it's going to be Choi. 30% of the time, it's going to be Pham. That means you should win this around 70, 60 or 70% of the time. You take Choi here with the tiebreaker in a virtually just even matchup where Choi's getting the tiebreaker. Next up, total bases, Mancini versus Garcia. I hate giving up the tiebreaker, but Garcia is facing Straley, while Mancini is facing Glass now. Mancini's probably the slightly better hitter and the drastically worse matchup. So I'm taking I'm get, taking Garcia and just giving up the free half total base, hoping Garcia gets a double there, hoping Mancini doesn't get anything. Next up, we have my level four prop, which is a two out of three rapid fire in the Boston game. All right, so Sale versus Lopez here. Sale is getting a, giving up a few strikeouts versus Lopez. I know what Lopez did in the last game, 
But that was a good matchup. He does have strikeout upside, but he's facing a very, very tough Boston team here. And so I'm just rolling with Sale here. I don't think Sale's the pitcher he used to be, but he's still an above-average strikeout guy and realistically has 10, 12 strikeout upside in any matchup. Next, we have Betts versus J.D. Martinez. Identical matchup, pretty much the same numbers. Betts is getting the tiebreaker, so it's Betts. It's that simple. It's really more of a toss-up who's going to get RBI or a run, but on the off chance they end up with the same one, you get the tiebreaker, which the tiebreaker helps quite often. Last up, Benintendi total bases versus Alonzo. Not even close. Benintendi is going versus Lopez with a platoon split, while Alonzo is going against Sale, or Abreu is going against Sale. Just easy, free money here. Absolute lock and load. Benintendi the better batter. Benintendi the better matchup. Benintendi the better offense. Benintendi for the win with the free tiebreaker. All right, guys, last up, we have my late night dagger. Before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe to the video over on YouTube. You do that, and you get these videos as soon as you come, they come out. You get the notification. You get the free money there. And leave any of your favorite props in the comment section or any questions you have. I'll try and get to them. But now, let's get to my late night dagger, which features a 2 out of 3 rapid fire in the Detroit game. All right, so first, we have Lopez versus Boyd. Lopez getting two and a half strikeouts here. Too many for me. I think you just have to go with Lopez. Boyd, I know, has got better strikeout stuff this season, but Lopez has a fairly decent matchup going against Detroit. You take Lopez. Next up, run slash RBIs. Cabrera versus Castellanos. Castellanos, slightly better hitter, but there's a very volatile category in a game where they don't have a high implied run total, and Cabrera is likely to hit in Castellanos if he is going to get a run. So you have a little bit of a X out factor there where Castellanos gets hit by Cabrera, then that means that he, they both get one run slash RBI. So cancels each other out. Next, we have Solaire versus Witt. This one was a little bit tough, but I'm growing with a tiebreaker in Solaire. Total bases, just worth it for me. All right, guys, that's it. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed the video. Good luck on all your props tonight. I hope we win some money. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 704 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's 504 on the East Coast. You may have had some technical issues. Myself, especially. Uh, it is 204 on the East Coast, 404 Tennessee time. It's, of course, but just time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Joining me today, Chopper. Said Chopper. What's going on, Chop? Dean, been a long time since we did a show here. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, man, so... You've been ducking me or what? What's good? Did you put a word in the DB? Like, uh, is there an issue? We, 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 there's so much of a conflict. We clash too much. A lot of smart baseball guys out there. There's uh, more than enough guys to fill in the roles here for the afternoon show. So I kind of get left left behind. But I, I'm here for Friday. I'm good with it. Dean, there's a lot to get to, Dean. I mean, I don't even want to – so much to get to. I don't even want to – I mean, basketball is out there. You know, we've had got some great series going on. I don't – my Rockets are struggling, mm-hmm. but – we got some good games tonight. I don't even want to get to your terrible takes on tanking, but we'll I'd say that for another show. But my gosh, I'm reading this chat, Dean. This chat is already fired up with some crazy questions, man. Crazy what questions. Kind of, what kind of questions? I mean, of course, you know, if you guys are on the YouTube, uh, feel free to like and subscribe. We'll do our best to knock out your questions. Of course, our fabulous multitasking producer, D-Train, he does his best to copy, paste, and throw the questions in chat. Uh, we usually get the uh, questions last 10, 15 minutes on the show, depending on how long we yap for, but what are you seeing as far as some funky questions out there? Well, go Sixers go. Who who wins a lot of money, by the way, at DFS? If you didn't know uh-huh. that, he was he he wants to know. He says, I guess this is asking me this question. Well, now I think I see his question. I <laughs> had a dream that Dean was porking some broad. What does this mean? <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I I'm not a dream an analysis guy. Analyst. But, but I do think there's meaning out there to dreams when you have dreams. Sometimes it's very simple stuff. Sometimes it's more complicated. This is definitely one of the more complicated dreams right here. I, I really can't, <laughs> I can't put my finger. You know, it's sometimes you're you're running and, and it feels like you're running in molasses and you're trying to go as fast as you can and you dream and you just like there's all kinds of weird scenarios. This feels like one of those like you're you're trying to get away from it, but you're you're forced to sit there and watch Dean pork some broad. I don't know. It must be some kind of torture thing you're bringing on yourself. It is what it is, man. You gotta roll with it. And then a uh, New York Yankee fan, he wants to know if you got your tooth fixed from the other day when you missed that show. They were, yeah. they were saying in chat you 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 probably busted up a tooth the night before. I did not bust. Oh, okay, now, okay, right, see, I think it took me a second. Um, no, it's yeah, I was not working. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I I was you were, you were in fact not at the dentist for a glory hole incident. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Chop, this is a thirteen game slate. There's a lot to get into, but I will say uh, I was up late that night. Uh, just I was digging into a lot of baseball stats because we had an early show in the morning. And I said, well, screw it. I'm just going to, I was up so late. I wanted to get as much sleep as possible, like three hours or so. And I set my alarm uh, and I woke up, you know, in, in theory, 10 minutes, 15 minutes before the show was going to start. And I was going to be all good to go, take a peek at lineups. There wasn't many lineups out there. And then uh, unbeknownst to me, while I was sleeping, uh, the show was moved up a half hour because of the schedule. And by the time I was up, the show had already started. And there you go. That, 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 that takes you behind the curtain. Very exciting stuff here. <laughs> Dean, have you seen the latest uh, Game of Thrones? Are you behind or, or are you? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I, I, well, I, I watched the episode. I didn't really see much. <laughs> I just the whole thing was a bit dark. But I saw it, I think. I saw what I could see. Okay, good. You're caught up. So in case I accidentally drop a spoiler, it won't hurt you. Well, first of all, you do. You don't. 
just don't give a spoiler. Like it's it's I mean, not it's about hurting me. On purpose. It would be on accident. We live in a society chop. It's not about me specifically. It's about everybody else watching. And a lot of people out there haven't caught up. And they haven't seen it yet. So you know, I don't want to, I don't want you to spoil for them. Not just myself. I heard through a birdie here before show that you were going to go see a movie on, at the matinee tomorrow afternoon. I I, I myself am also going to go see a movie, Dean, with my with my children. You're going to see the Avengers, I assume. We're going to go see in Endgame. So, guys, no spoilers in the chat. Please don't spoil Endgame for us. I've been waiting. Well, I got, so, I, I, so you're, you're a complete hypocrite. You're perfectly fine ruining and spoiling. Oh, no, 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 no. There's, a difference. There's a difference here. First of all, I said it would be an accident if I did drop a spoiler. Secondly, a TV show that's that popular right now, you got to watch that within a week. This is We're going on five days now. A movie now, on the other hand, come on now. A movie, it's, you can't get out so, not to mention the, fact the, time, the time scale is different. It's sped up on movies. You can you can spoil movies. It has to be like a month or two months or whatever. But TV, you can yeah, instantly. You got to get to the movie. The TV's right there in your DVR. If you haven't seen a game, a show that popular within five or six days, you're kind of, eh. So I understand you're saying that popular, and you're talking about as the not that popular, the most popular movie of all time as far as an opening weekend. That, that, that's what I'm hearing. No, no, a movie though, Dean. You can't just sit in your living room and watch a movie at the theater. You know, you've actually <laughs> got to get out to it. Not to mention that if you try to get tickets to that thing on opening weekend, good luck, Dean. You were, you were, you were better than I was because there's uh, a thing called Fandango Chopper. This thing, Dean. I am on. I've got all the accounts, and I got. Uh, I tried to get a movie. I tried to get five seats to this Saturday, and I had to really claw and scratch to get in there just to get five in a row like that even though they got like 30 showings of it. It's tough to get into there to Avengers right now. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. And it's really easy to sit on I'm yeah, not I spoiling, I'm not spoiling Game of Thrones. I just said it. Yeah, and I'm surprised. It's, and you know, so far from what I've seen as far as the chat, there's been no jerks out there to ruin the, uh, but, because I know, who was it? Who was it that ruined it? Uh, <laughs> uh, the running back for, well, the running back for the, the LaShawn McCoy apparently gave some spoilers out there in the Twitter machine. Don't follow him if you will. Uh, oh my gosh, that's yeah. just, I would expect nothing less from a guy like that. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. Okay, we won't get into that. But all right, uh, today's slate, big picture chopper. It's an awesome slate. Thirteen gamer. Uh, nothing what I, that I'm seeing as far as weather that that's going to kind of ruin things. Of course, stay tuned for Roth on premium for that. Uh, Roth will let you know what's going down weatherwise up to the minute. I believe it's with uh, cheese is good and JSU. The, that's that's the, the kids call it crunch time. That's why we step aside here, top of the hour, six o'clock on the East Coast. 6.15 all the way up to uh, the lock time. They'll answer as many questions as possible in the premium chat. Again, if you guys are premium members and you're asking questions in the chat and you're wondering why, hey, why did I answer my question? It's because you're probably not in the premium chat. You're in the regular chat. Chopper, today's slate's awesome. 13 game where we got everything. We got the we got Coors Field. We got stud pitchers. We got mid-tier pitchers. We have uh, Dan Straley, who's an absolute gas can. Give me the screenshot of this slate because uh, there's a lot of stuff I like. Well, there's 13 games. There's a lot of guys playing today. And I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> That's all you're going to give me? There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, you know, it is what it is, Dean. I've, uh, I'm still waiting on lineups to come out. Then I'll give you my full analysis. Well, which lineup are you waiting on? They're all basically out. Are they? Okay. I need to Get double the check the refresh that. button on the, uh, the Roadrunners <laughs> lineup page. I need to double check that then. I mean, you want the Rocky? I get, the only lineups that are not oh, out just Rockies are out? Are the Rockies out? Yes, sir. Is Arenado in there? Arenado. He's batting third. We're good, then. This is game over. It's over. You that's you the 1% chance Arenado was going to sit today. That, that, that's you, ain't gotta do much. you ain't got to do research for this one. Stack <laughs> me up some Arenado, Trevor Story. 
these Boston outfielders and give me Gaussman and call it a day. Well, you know, Chop, here's the thing, though. Here's where I, you fire me up. You pull the string and I say, what are my five lines? You know, we live in the world of a salary cap, right, Chopper? And you did say Gaussman, which is a, an, an interesting place to start as far as our starting pitchers. Of course, that is the guy you submitted as far as the pitcher you're most appealing, you know, that, that kind of pops through in the slate. Obviously, in fantasy draft on DK, you got to roster yourself two starting pitchers, but the salary savers are pretty interesting. And one got even more interesting throughout the day, which we'll talk on in a second because the opposing lineup. But uh, give me the speech on Gaussman. I guess the speech, the speech basically is he's in Marlins Park and he's facing, you know, not coincidentally enough, the Marlins. Um, yeah, so, and his price is pretty fair. That, that, that's what else is to be said. That's the crux of it. You got a, a guy who's got a very nice price tag, saves you a couple grand off the elite guys on the slate. You got a team that he's facing in, in, a, in a pitcher's ballpark, a team that's dead last in Major League Baseball run scored per game. Uh, they don't even score three. They, they average 2.87 runs per game. That's just like minor league type of stuff right there. Uh, the implied team total against him is only 3.5, 3.6, depending on where you're at. So one of the five lowest on the slate. I mean, he's, he's, he's got talent. He's never lived up to the hype, but a great price tag, uh, a pristine matchup. You know, he, he's got the uh, – he's faced him once this year already, went seven and seven, seven innings, seven Ks, and no earned runs. Like, I just don't know that – that's probably where I'm going to start my pitching at on, on FanDuel, one pitcher site. He'll be the guy, and he'll be the first guy I put in on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Yeah, I like him. I like a lot of pitchers today, so I don't know how much Gaussman to have. He's certainly in the mix for me. On FanDuel, I'm probably going to go with – just say screw it with Paxton because the difference in price from Paxton and everybody else is not that uh, not that wide. Uh, Paxton, of course, you know, plenty of Ks. Uh, facing a Minnesota team that, you know, uh, with Paxton, the last two years, 33% K, uh, K rate for what it's worth. Uh, the walks are good, too, 6.6%. Again, this is last year, this year combined. We know uh, La Tortuga is no longer in that Minnesota lineup. He's beat up. Arizona lineup just came out, by the way, for what it's worth, giving the old refresh, the other team on the other side of that course game. Uh, this Minnesota lineup is weakened with no uh, La Tortuga. There's no Rosario in there for what it's worth. Byron Buxton, you know, we know he's an uber prospect, great fielder, but he's absolutely terrible with the stick, and he strikes out 39% against lefties. That is an egregious number. Uh, the sample is pretty small for what it's worth. The last two years, he hasn't played a lot. He's been banged up. Collectively, we're looking at 23.7% as far as striking out. And I know this Minnesota team has been good this year, but again, um, I think that's also kind of – they've been playing above their heads. Uh, you know, mouthwash Jonathan Scopes in there. He strikes out 20. Of course, there is some power. But uh, I just uh, – I, I think Paxton is the best pitcher. The conversation I want to have give, – give me your thoughts on, on, on Paxton. The, the conversation I really want to have is Chris Sale against huh. the White Sox. Of course, you strike out a lot, former team – uh, narrative streets and he cut his jersey up against yada 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 or with actually when he wanted to get out of that that was the best move if you want to split talent just cut your jersey up uh, eventually they'll trade you so um what are we doing with sale like his uh, uh velocity has been all over the place mostly down this year and we know he's, he's spoken about like in years past about just you know not trying to get strikeouts trying to get like pop-ups and ground outs to be more efficient I don't know if that's what it is. I believe he's throwing more sliders as opposed to fastballs these days as far as the pitch mix. I don't know what to do with Chris Sale. I wish I had a hard stand on him. For sure, he's in play. And for sure, you're getting a discount. For sure, this is a great lineup to get strikeouts. What are we doing with Sale? 
You know, that's, uh, I, this would have been a really easy question to answer if uh, if he hadn't gone out. I think it was the last time out and, and actually struck some guys out and, and showed a little bit of swing and miss, you know, uh, ability. But because before that, hmm. I would have said easy fade, 100%. And I'm still kind of leaning towards a pure fade here just for the fact that you already mentioned it for $400 more on all the major sites. You can have James Paxton who's getting a watered-down lineup tonight. I'd rather have James Paxson than Chris Sale at this point. And if I have two pitcher sites, you're not going to be able to play them both anyway. So I'd probably lean towards Paxson and then go with Gaussman. So, uh, yeah, I don't – I mean, Chris Sale, I know was a good he, – he looks like he may be trying to come, recover a little bit, but uh, he's been too rough this year. I can't trust him. I'd rather have Paxson, who is basically – Chris Sale when Chris Sale was actually pretty decent early in his career. You know, like they're the same guy, except for Sale's now on the downswing and Paxson's on the upswing. So they both got those team totals against them below 3.4. They're both in the same neighborhood there. Strikeouts, uh, you know, even if we go back to last year and 2018 and 19 stats, they're in the same ballpark around 33 to 35% for both of them. And we know Chris Sale's not that guy anymore. So give me Paxton. All right, so your boy Big T in the chat just said sale is lock city. That's one thing you want to take into account. The second thing, Chop, you fire up the old plate IQ here at Rutter Grinders and uh, fire up anything. Well, you should fire it up because you take a look at the K's as far as who sales facing. Every dude, everybody in this lineup for Chicago, every single one of them lights up various degrees of red or pink. Red and pink means they strike out a ton. The other part of it, they don't walk. <laughs> they don't walk at all. Five point nine percent as far as the walk rate. What's that? There you go. Swing it for me. Yeah, so I mean, look, me. as, as far as the power, we're looking at, you know, Anderson or Breo beyond that, not so much. Uh, Moncada is a split so a switch hitter. He's much better than the other side. So you get Moncada on the weak side. I know people think James McCann's this lefty master, but, you know, math says he's not. A 101 ISO versus lefties the last few two, two years, that is, uh, that's dreadful. That's red. That's bad. Uh, so, yeah, again, it's also about Chris Sale as far as his K rate this year, 24.1%. 12% swinging strike rate would suggest his K rate should be like a tick higher or so. Uh, I'm more on the Sale side than the Chicago side. Uh, you are getting a discount as well, too, in a premium matchup. Uh, I saw a couple of guys, uh, D-Train was talking about guys in the chat were talking about uh, the Beebs. I, I like the Beebs. I just don't like him on the slate so much. He's kind of on the fringe. I don't know if I'm going to get there. But the you know, give me, th- give me your thoughts as far as Beaver, but uh, as far as saving salary, Joe Musgrove is one of the places I'm looking. What are your thoughts? Ooh, Shane Bieber. That's interesting. I, I mean, FanDuel, definitely not. The price is a little bit elevated over there. But, I mean, at 8K on DraftKings, yeah, he's in that neighborhood with Gaussman. So, I, I mean, I'd probably rather go Gaussman. But, yeah, I get it. That Shane Bieber's okay. He's put up some pretty good numbers this year. Uh, giving up some hard contact, but, you know. Numbers look okay. So uh, saving money here. Yeah, Musgrove at 7,200 on DraftKings looks really good. I can get behind that one. I'm trying to scroll up from the bottom here and see if there's anybody that uh, stands out to me. That's probably the lowest guy that I see that, yeah, looks like I could really go there. If you really wanted to and you felt like, ah, man, I can't do that. Can't do that guy. I was going to say Kyle Gibson, but no, I don't want to do that. I think think you're on the – Jared Eikhoff, maybe, 3.9 team total against him. He's not a particularly great pitcher, but, you know, if you wanted to go there. But I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason to be dipping down in these waters right here. I do. Certainly no lower than Musgrove, right? 
So here's a couple of things let's kind of touch on as far as Musgrove. He's facing an Oakland team. It's jumping in the National League, so they lose their DH. Uh, also, they're facing, we're facing an Oakland team that's heavily right-handed. I believe six of the regular eight hitters hit from the right side. And we know PNC Park in Pittsburgh, it's not a, a hitter's ballpark, but it's especially not a hitter's ballpark when it comes to, to righties. I believe if you look at the, the ballpark data, maybe we'll show that in the screen share uh, later today. That's actually free to the people, but kind of let them be aware of how that goes down as far as the ballpark factors. Uh, home runs for right-handed hitters. So to left field, it's a 0.76. Uh, one would be the average, meaning uh, that suggests to me that it's uh, you know, a 24% less chance for righties at homers. Musgrove, of course, this year has been lucky from a home run perspective. I believe his home run fly ball rate is something really, really goofy. Let me, let me go ahead and see if I can pull that up. It's, it's low. Unless I'm confusing him with somebody else. No, it's, uh, it's 0.26. He's got a 3.1% home run the fly ball rate. He's been lucky from Babbitt, but as well as far as that perspective, 245. I mean, that kind of speaks to his 154 ERA, but a Sierra being 382. But the Ks are pretty good, 12.6% swinging strike rate, 23% K rate. Not phenomenal, but it's all kind of sort of baked into the price. And I think Musgrove is a – I hate saying safe, but he feels fairly safe to me. Musgrove! <laughs> Dean, let me, give, let me throw a stat out for you, Dean. All right, what do you have for me? I'm going to take I'm going to take Chris L out of the equation because we know he's not the same pitcher this year that he has been in the past, right? So well, that's pretty. Does he have to be? Is the question though? Because it's, well, no, I'm, I'm just taking him out of the the this particular statistic. I'm going to give you. I'm going to take him out because he's not the guy. I'm going to go back to the beginning of last year. This this the stat originates from the guy on this slate out of these 26 starting pitchers with the highest strikeout rate since the beginning of last year is Jared Eichhoff. Well, yeah, so that's the guy I wanted to talk about. I said he's the guy that kind of got excited, <clears throat> got me excited during the day with that Washington lineup. Now, also, it's uh, worth noting, <clears throat> it's a 34.1% K rate chopper, but you know how many innings that is? That's important, the sample size. He hasn't pitched much. We're talking 22.1 innings. So, uh, well, no, that, that, should, <laughs> that should not be enough for you. But what should be enough for you that makes it interesting uh, who are the best hitters on Washington? Of course, we know Bryce Harper's no longer a thing. He definitely is not in that lineup anymore. Uh, Juan Soto. What? He's not? Yeah, he's on the he's on the Phillies. Where's yeah. Harper playing? I, I've done about 10 minutes of baseball research all year. You're telling me he's on the Phillies now? Yeah, he's actually on the other side. If you can call it a, a revenge. Oh, no. That's crazy stuff. Yeah, it's wild for sure. He's going to hang out with some of his old friends. So Juan Soto, uh, uh, you know, obviously an excellent hitter. He's been scratched the last few nights. Washington just kind of cut out the middleman tonight. It's screw it. We're just not going to put the lineup to start. So he's not in there. We know Zimmerman is hurt as well, too. Um, and it's this – there's someone – oh, uh, Anthony Rodon. Like the, it's a watered-down Washington lineup. And like you said, Eikhoff, in a small sample, the Ks have been there, 34.1%. And, you know, Washington, we think of, you know, it's a good offense. And it's, it's this lineup. We're talking Michael A. Taylor jumps into the offense. And he, he strikes out a ton. Uh, there's some K upside with him batting ninth. Kilboom. There's some prospect there as well, too. But, of course, so far in a small sample, he's struck out a, a fair bit as well. Suzuki's not really good at number 500. Who are we afraid of? Like Howie Kendrick, I know he's – I think he's had some hits this year, but it's still Howie Kendrick who's like 34 years old and basically gets singles these days. I uh, I think Eikhoff is really, really interesting. Um, and if you want to open things up, you play like an Eikhoff and a Musgrove or, uh, you know, who who is the other cheap guys? You know, uh, Gaussman. Yeah, I Gaussman. think you, I think you just put my two pitchers together for me, Dean. I coffin and Gaussman. That's it. I'm done. And Chuck, you just found out in the chat. Paul Bilsad was no longer the Jet, so I'm not sure what sports. He had a good run. He had a good run. If this, <laughs> if this is actually true, he had a good run. 
I this is a great. I mean, again, I, we had a couple of good slates uh, running this week as far as pitchers. I haven't looked uh, tomorrow, but tomorrow it must be some really, really bad future pitchers going. I like Sonny Gray versus the Giants. Sonny Gray's been good this year for what it's worth. He's been striking out some dudes out of Yankee Stadium where he was an absolute disaster uh, in the small sample this year. What Sonny Gray has, uh, let me see if I can go ahead and pull that up. You know, it's so, only so many starts, but a 30.3% K percentage against a Giants team. I know they don't strike out a ton. I know, I know they're getting a ballpark bump, but they're also some terrible hitters. Uh, you know, the, the ghost of Buster Posey's in there. Brandon Crawford, like he was kind of begging to get a double or something like Kevin Pillar, one of the Duggar kids. It's a terrible lineup for, for San Francisco. So uh, Gray's another guy I'm looking at. Uh, there's just so many options. And, you know, I love, love Tyler Glass now. Don't like the ballpark there against Baltimore. Of course, you, you would hope he would be home. Uh, he's just too close in price to everybody else. Uh, as far as the top guys for me and Kershaw, I think we know Kershaw is kind of like fading. And, you know, I think, it's especially from the K perspective, as far as sale, you know, two future Hall of Famers, we're not getting discounts here on Kershaw. We're getting a discount on sale and it's a better matchup as well. So I will lean sale over Kershaw. What are you doing with this other two studs, Chop, if anything? Obviously, you can only roster two guys, not what sure many laps you're making. But Kershaw and Glassdow, you know, th- there's definitely some upside there in theory, right? Glass now there's upside, yes. Kershaw, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that there's that much upside anymore at this point. Maybe. Maybe uh, in a perfect scenario, I don't think this is it. Uh, it's a good matchup, but, I mean, I just, you know, I, I just can't see paying, you know, $200 less than James Paxton. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I know if I let me pull up the, uh, the ownership percent, I, I know it's only 6% projected ownership for – Kershaw, but my goodness, man, you know, instead of going that route, if I, I would just rather not spend the money and go with some of the cheap guys and, and uh, save the money. Cause I don't pay Kershaw's that guy for me tonight. I'm pulling up the ownership. I want to see if you kind of missed anybody. Oh, I mean, it's, again, there's just too many good arms in the slate. I love Matt Boyd. I think he's going to be awesome. It's, it's cool to see the evolution of some of these pitchers, right? Shopping is Glasnow was a guy a couple of years ago. We used to pick on Matt Boyd was a guy a couple of years ago. We used to pick on. And now they're like, these guys are good. Uh, I like Boyd a good bit. Uh, you Mike know, Miner. Mike Mo used to stack against Mike Miner. He's actually yeah. pretty, pretty good. Cool. Yeah. But what do we do with Miner? Because it's the price is egregious. Yeah. I know that the matchup's great. The ballpark oh, stinks. Man. Yeah, that's too much. That's, that's, maybe it was a six game slate or something. You could, you could, you know, this, this would be easier decisions, but we got 26 pitchers to choose from. There's some good ones, there's some good values. You got to draw a line somewhere, Dean. I mean, some of the people out there, they do not have the funds to play 150 lineups like you, and they can't just go 5% of everybody. You mean like Brittany Quarter Arcade? <laughs> he still has access to the Quarter Arcade. What's going on here, man? I thought they could. Brit, Britt's got 40 bucks somewhere. He can scrounge uh, up with the couch. And... <laughs> this ridiculous, man. That guy, he's, he's a veteran. Come on, somebody cut he him off. He might not, though. He's just coming back from vacation from Disney, so he might have got hit up with the too many turkey legs or something like that. Who knows? Maybe maybe challenge for pennies these days. I have no idea, but uh, yeah, I don't know if Britt's lurking or not. But show your head if you are. I think he's back from his vacation. Hopefully, he had a good time there uh, riding the teacups. Um, anything but else? You know what? I'm going back to something earlier in the show. Big T chimed in, said he was a uh, lock city on Grissel. A lot of times, Big T has that you know that contrarian stuff down. So just looking at it, we're projecting sale at 12 percent. We're projecting James Paxson at 30 percent ownership. So if, if Big T says sales Lock City, by all means, feel free to trust him. I'm just a I'm just a guy here that, given my what, opinion, what is sales ownership projection? I feel like it's going to be higher it than that. Says 12 percent, 
and uh, Paxton at 30%. So click the refresh on that. I don't think I don't think that's correct. Uh, let me refresh it for the boys then. Jamino's right. always working on that. So ownership projections are always fluid. They're always changing all the way up the lock, obviously. Um, but I think it's higher than that. At least from what I'm saying, I pulled up the old lineup HQ. Ah, he did change it on me. 22 to 20, 22 sale, 29 packs. And well, if we're getting that close, then there's no, I mean, yes, sale may strike out, strike out 15 guys like big TC might, but I'd probably lean towards wanting Paxton more if those ownerships close in like that together. Um, yeah, and I don't know Musgrove, but it's, it's just rejection ownership at 26%. Like he's not this guy with this massive upside. Maybe he's a good tournament fade. I don't know. He should be fine. Uh, oh, here's Jamino chiming in talking about. Yeah, he's saying he's, he's not. But yeah, Jamino's basically saying he's hearing us on a delay. That's why we're seeing the chat. And Jamino will be happy to know that we've since corrected that. Um, yeah. So, what are our other thoughts, if anything else, as far as pitching? We talked about a lot of pitchers, and there are a lot out there. Just kind of summarize it up, shop. Who who's like your top three or four in your pool? My top three or four is going to be different than some of the big guys here. You know, like like Bobby Fye and Big T in chat. They got a totally different opinion. But my top guys are going to be lower price guys. They're going to be Kevin Gaussman's of the world, uh, Jared Eikhoff. I'll take chances on those guys because I want to load up. I know it's chalky, but I want to load up my right-handed bats, the good ones in Coors Field out there for Colorado and even some for Arizona, you know. So I'm going to need some money to do that. I'm going to need some money for the Boston outfielder. So I'm going to save a little money at pitching. If you want to spend, absolutely, I don't think you can go wrong with James Paxton. Apparently, some of the better baseball players out there tend to prefer Chris Sale also. So that's another route. But, you know, so there's all kinds of ways to skin this cat tonight, Dean, and that's that's how I'm doing. I'm going mid-range to lower pitching. Yeah, I got Paxton, Sale, uh, Musgrove, that, that's and, like, maybe some Eikhoff, maybe some Gray. Uh, that, that, that's sort of where my pool is at, and I don't know how much beyond I can move. I cough his Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Uh, laces out, Chop. You always got to remember that. Uh, you know, if you want to keep good locker room camaraderie, definitely keep the laces out. Uh, your favorite six, we kind of hinted as far as, far as Colorado, and I, I, I can't imagine who your favorite, like, hitter. Well, who's your favorite hitter, too, as far as the Rockies today? Okay, so we're doing the favorite hitter. Favorite hitter. I mean, my favorite hitter on the entire slate is, I mean, I'm not going to, just because he might be a little chalky. I got I to gotta play Miss Marinato against against a left-hander at home. I'm always going to do that. Uh, as you know, the numbers are pretty staggering throughout his career against left-handers. If I'm going to be different for Colorado, I can do some other things around him, but I think uh, Arenado is the one I lean to as my favorite. Favorite batter on the night. Arenado or Story? I guess you have Arenado like one and like a Story is 1A as far as the Colorado side. Story very much uh, up there. Luckily, there are different positions, so we can play on both unless you're playing the tiers format in which they're both in the same tier, so you can't do it. But, uh, yeah, I, I like I like both those 1A and 1B, but I'm going to lean towards Arenado. The tricky part is rostering them and also rostering pitchering. It's, a, it's, it's a, you know, the elite pitchers, it's a, it's a tough – uh, push pull give and take as far as lineup a uh, lineup building today you did mention the boston outfielders and i'll say like on a, a, a dk and a fantasy draft i know you wanted to talk about mookie betts and he's a great play but have you seen jd martinez's price and ben Intendi's price yes well you know what dean let's uh let's you know backtrack a little bit i didn't okay. necessarily 
I didn't necessarily specifically say I wanted to talk about Mookie Betts. <laughs> what I said was, I like the Boston outfield in general. I was overridden, and the guys told me. So, so- let, let's take it behind the curtain, because this is what we do. And this is not your first rodeo. This is not your first flagship. Our producer, D-Train, is like, hey, give, give me a couple guys you want us to, to feature. He gets the picture. He throws them up there uh, as we're talking about it, like magic. I don't see the screen, but I imagine right now there's a picture of Mookie Betts. I don't know. But uh, he asked you, just like, give me a name or two, and your names you throw him is Boston Outfield. And he doesn't have a picture of Ben Intendi, Betts, and J.D. Martinez. I could go to Google Images right now. you got to use stock photos, man. If You, you can't steal somebody else's pictures. It's got to be from a stock uh, a stock photo collection you pay Come for. On, so, you know, yeah, you're know trying me. to set a up for failure. Well, no, you're setting me up because the guy you picked was Mookie Best. Why wouldn't y'all pick J.D. Martinez if you knew he's the I didn't pick it. Hey, you look a little better. You're trying to make me look bad here, Dean, is what the deal is. And I you get it because sometimes I make you look bad on some of your takes on Twitter, but that's okay. You're returning, <laughs> so let's get, let's get by this now. I like the entire outfield for Boston. I think they're all good. And you're right, the other two guys outside of Betts have a really good price tag. You know, if I go to the lineup HQ right now and uh, I simply want to look at Cheese's good core plays, you know, smart guy that he is. Yeah. That, he's got some Boston outfielders in there. So that tells me right there I'm in pretty good pretty good company with my thoughts right there. So, yeah, taking on Ronaldo Lopez, I like uh, the Boston bats, but their outfield is where all their power is, really. You took a peek behind P- premium to see what she's had as, as far as his, uh, his uh, plays there. Let's ask the chat. What, what do they want to see as far as their premium peak? We're going to give that in just a second. We can uh, kind of adjust that in the fly if you get a majority, if you get a couple answers that kind of sort of pop. Uh, let, let's keep it uh, let's keep it organic and see what kind of comes up before we jump to that though chopper we're going to go around the horn who is uh who's your favorite catcher today give me a couple of catchers that are in the conversation for you for me i think i don't have any money to pay for a catcher so i'm just going to get uh, in and out as cheap as possible unfortunately well dean good thing i have a guy right there i also i also uh, like to do that too go cheap catcher so uh the cheap uh, one of the cheaper guys mid-cheap kind of Mike Zunino against Dan Straley I could live with that you know Uh, but for the most part when these lineups come out I like to go to the lineup page click on catcher and I'm just looking for a the lowest price guy I can find maybe sub 3,000 if he's out there with the highest spot in the batting order and I kind of don't even care about matchup I want to save the money but I want a good spot in the batting order as of right now before the show what I saw was Zunino but there's cheaper guys out there when this is all said and done but I'll give you that. And um, for 100 bucks more, John Ryan Murphy in, in Colorado in, in Coors Field looks pretty good. John Ryan Murphy, he was on like one of those WV shows. This sort of sounds like that name. Um, yeah, it's like the whatever the modern day Dawson's Creek is or something like that. You mentioned Zanino, and I like Zanino too, but on DK, you know, 3-9 on fantasy draft, you don't have to play a catcher. Of yeah. course, he's got all the power in the world. Great ballpark upgrade, and he's facing Dan Straley, who just gives up all the dongs. Uh, I think he's probably a better day, a better play on Fandle, where he's basically a punt. But the problem is, it's a valuable roster spot he's taking up. So I really don't know what to do. Uh, Cervelli's back in the lineup, and he's super cheap. You want to spend up, you want to be different. Like I don't think people are going to roster like JT Robuto unless I guess they're stacking Philadelphia or a guy like you know Gary the Goat Sanchez is super super expensive, jumping off the board. And I don't obsess over rotation too much on a 13 game slate, but just worth noting guys with that upside are going to be fairly uh, ignored for the most part. Grandall's perfectly fine as well too, but again. I may just hold my nose and play like Maldonado at 2-5 in a terrible matchup just to kind of make everything else work. Yeah, I don't want to do that, but, you know, yada, yada, yada. We live in the world of a salary cap. Chop, I don't like first base today. I don't like it. Uh, there's some options, sure. Nothing really jumps off to me as like a value play. 
Uh, I, I like I like G-Man Choi. He's good, but he's expensive. Uh, teammate Nate, this is Nate Lowe, uh, and not to be confused with Brandon Lau. Uh, Nate Lowe is a pretty reasonably priced as well, too. Uh, all the Tampa guys obviously are jumping off the page because they're locked in for nine innings against not just Dan Straley, but that Baltimore bullpen in a positive ballpark. So uh, Tampa, I think they have a team total pushing six or at least five and a half as of, yeah, oh, it's almost six now, which is amazing for the race to have a team total close to six, and it's not like in Coors Field, but that kind of speaks to how terrible Dan Straley is, that Baltimore bullpen. It's funny. Speaking of bullpens, we have bullpen data out now. I just started digging through it uh, you know, uh, before the show. So I'm not really savvy with it just yet, but it's on plate IQ uh, and it, it's broken down. You know, maybe we'll talk about it on Monday because I don't feel fully comfortable uh, showcasing it just yet because I would not know what I'm talking about. Chop, you tell me uh, who you like at first base. I think if I, if, you know, if I was just choosing without a salary cap, highest projected guy for me would probably end up being Reese Hoskins with Freddie Freeman being a close second. But uh, I would, Going to end up saving some money, and I think the guy I'm going to turn to tonight is Aguiar for uh, Milwaukee against Stephen Matz. Matz isn't terrible, but there's some right-handers in the Milwaukee lineup that should give him some problems, and ultimately, maybe they get him out of the game a little bit earlier anyhow. So, I think, and then G-Man Choi was a guy I had highlighted too, but I'm going to go Aguiar here as, as my guy. Dean, you're muted. Come on, Dean, step up. I was drinking oh, some my. water. Unbelievable. Oh, my goodness, Dean. Yeah. You make it was, too easy for the people out there, Dean. Well, I mean, Chop, you're going to come at me. Just so you know, John Ryan Murphy, he's needed on set today, so he's actually not in the lineup. I'm telling you, uh, we got we do this show so early, I can't uh, I can't keep track of it all. <laughs> you do the show so early. Yeah, uh, other first base, but I agree. Aggie are still fairly priced there against Matt. He has the uh, – well, to an advantage, and we talked about this, and this is not like chasing the recent home runs, but Aguiar, you know, with all that girth, he's been hitting the ball hard all season long. He's just been unlucky as far as, you know, a Babbitt perspective, and a finally variance is starting to work out in his favor. Uh, other first baseman's like Hoskins, I, I think, I mean, I stopped me if you heard us before, but I think Philly's going to get to uh, Hellboy. I know, I think Hellboy survived last time he faced him. At least he didn't get completely pummeled. Uh, and Philadelphia's offense has been more disappointing than uh, – you know, positive this year so far. I love Yandy Diaz. He's another guy you can play at first base. He is expensive. He, I believe he's already surpassed his, like a lot of projection models had him for like seven home runs this year. He's either there or tied um, or surpassed it. Joey Votto's leading off today. He's pretty cheap. Of course, not the best upside guy, Votto, because he's like, he's thrilled to walk. He'll happy to take your walk. Uh, speaking of walk, Christian Walkers. Walker, why don't I make it plural? Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Game of Thrones and the White Walkers, apparently. I'm not really sure what's going on. Walker, there's a little bit of sticker shock. Obviously, he's super expensive, but, you know, Tyler Anderson's been a disaster, and Walker's got plenty of pop. Not that he needs the advantage, of course. It's just going to go up a few extra rows if he gets a hold of it. Uh, but he's definitely got to be in play in your uh, tournament pool. And then uh, supposed lefty master, Wilmer Flores, is also in that game. He's first base eligible. That is your first base options. But, like, collectively for 13 games, Chop, I don't love it. It doesn't sound like you loved it either. But uh, let's jump over to the keystone position, second base. Maybe you like that. Well, you just mentioned a guy who I'd rather play at second base and first base, and that's Wilmer Flores. Now, the thing about Flores is that the, he's struggled lately against lefties, so maybe Cardi is onto something with that whole thing being a bunch of noise. But I, I, I remember back, you know, a couple years ago when he was just smashing lefties. So Wilmer Flores in Colorado is Tyler Anderson. I can go that route. But there's actually some pretty good second, uh, second baseman up in the high price range, Brandon Lowe. 
against Dan Straley. I think Tampa Bay should be Tampa Bay should be a popular stack, but I don't think they will be with some of the other stacks on the table. So that's an interesting one right there. Enrique Hernandez against the left-hander is always in play. Odor, that's, you know, he's uh, as powerful. Uh, he has as much chance at a home run as any second baseman out there most nights, especially in a matchup like this. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's probably as low as I want to go right there. I, I, like, yeah. I like the second baseman. I don't, mind, I don't mind spinning up a little bit. Odor seems to be where I'm landing uh, just because his price is pretty fair. The matchup's pretty good. The positive, the ball, I mean, you know, the ballpark's obviously solid. Not exactly an ideal year uh, for Odor just yet, but all we care about is tonight, and I think tonight he's pretty well positioned. Don't mind Cano with that nice upgrade there against Woodruff, uh, facing uh, yeah, facing Woodruff in a, in a great ballpark there in Milwaukee. Awesome ballpark for lefty power. So uh, he's certainly in play for me. I don't, you know, Atlanta's going to certainly go unowned. I'm okay with like a little mini Atlanta stack with Albies and Freeman and Acuna, something like that. Uh, Acuna, narrative street. Uh, this is his first game facing Urania since he got plunked by him on purpose. Urania's a jerk. Um, so whatever, whatever, do with that what you will, I suppose. Hopefully he doesn't hit him again. Hopefully Gaussman doesn't do any retaliation because that could throw things off. Um, anything else that's second that's worth talking about? You mentioned Kiki Hernandez. Has a, he's a, he just swallows right-handed power, you know, from, from a hard-hit perspective for sure. Uh, Garrett Hampson is in the lineup, and he's fairly cheap, but I believe he's batting eighth in cores. But, you know, it's a way to get access to a good game uh, at a cheap price for what it's worth. But let's jump over to third base, the hot corner chopper. What do you have for me? Uh, you know, you meant, okay, so we, we are discussed that link, Nolan Arenado being my number one guy on the board. So love me some Arenado. But you've already mentioned Diaz. He's also third base eligible on some sites. So that's a route you could take. Other than that, I'm going to throw some – well, Franco is a GPP option. Mikel Franco against Jeremy Hellickson, strictly GPP because the batting order is not good for him and and the price tag isn't particularly great. So I, I think he'll go kind of under own, but that's fine. Jose Ramirez I think is a very solid option here in the lineup today against the left-hander. And then uh, last but not least, I think Justin Turner is is underpriced pretty pretty – pretty well here so it's unfortunate that I, I can't play these guys because i gotta stuff arenado on there unless i'm playing on fantasy draft tonight where i can take all the third basemen in the world i want but uh justin turner seems to be if, if i can't play arenado somewhere justin turner's the guy against the left-hander with that kind of price tag he's priced cheaper than all the guys i mentioned so i like i like turner yeah a couple of guys i'll throw out there as well of course arenado is the guy i want to get to if i can Worth noting, like Eduardo Escobar, basically the same price, and you're going to get him at, you know, uh, I don't know, half the ownership are now. It's kind of a guess out there, probably even more than half the ownership. Interesting pivot in tournaments, obviously, as well positioning cores as well. Uh, one of the biggest prospects in all of baseball is making his debut tonight, Nick Senzel uh, for Cincinnati. Uh, got a great ballpark, a great great spot in the lineup right after Joey Votto. Joey Votto is going to be on base for him his first at bat. Votto will happily take that walk. Senzel, uh, you know, some power, some speed. By the way, I, 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 he was also there throwing him. I assume he's still in center field. That's what we're trying to develop. And, and uh, just a thought as far as Sonny Gray, I'm like, I don't want a guy learning how to play center field, uh, you know, for my pitcher. Just a slight, slight, slight hit for Sonny Gray. I presume he's out there trying to learn center field on the fly. Uh, and uh, another kid, Vladdy Guerrero, Vladdy Jr. This, this might be the night. Great ballpark there in Texas. We talked about, you know, uh, the advancements in minor. He's been better for sure. But uh, we're getting a discount on, on Vladdy, and also he's a, in a great ballpark as well, too. So don't mind that. Let's jump back to short, where once again, Chop, we did talk about 
you know, cores, obviously Trevor story. And if you're a BVP guy, you've seen story and Arenado, both those guys have hit, um, they both hit uh, Robbie Ray, Ray pretty well. Also Blackman, for what it's worth, Blackman's hit him the best uh, if you're in that old BBP thing. But Blackman, Arenado, Story, the bulk of that lineup has absolutely smashed Robbie Ray. And I've heard people talk about rostering Ray today. I get it, I guess, kind of, sort of, somewhat, but uh, it's not going to be uh, for me. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as shortstop? <sighs> take a refreshing drink there. You, know, what? Well, you heard me rambling the entire time for like a minute. Why would you not take your – like your – your refreshment, uh, 30 seconds to my rambles as, as opposed to like the end of it. Well, if I, if I'm drinking while you're talking, I can't hear what you're saying. And, uh, I need to hear what <laughs> That's I need your to, senses work. <laughs> I need to hear what's going on. <laughs> Listen, story is the top play. If you can get there is a super expensive. So I don't know if you can, I think a guy who's underpriced is Francisco Lindor only because we're used to him being maybe the most expensive guy on the board when he was, uh, you know, last year he was, always the top guy. Now you're getting significantly cheaper than the top guys. So Lindor's in play. King Segura against uh, Jeremy Hellickson, another guy I can turn to right there. I think that's a, I think that's a decent play, but probably a little bit too pricey for me, but I just think from pure potential standpoint, Segura's fine. If I want to save some money, $2,200 on FanDuel, $3,600 on DraftKings, Willie Adams against Dan Straley. Straley's a guy I think we could pick on, but you know, that's just strictly uh, – I mean, I obviously want to try to get up to some of the – some. Of, I, I mean, I would, I would take Lindor here if I could. Like, in a story is, the I think, the most uh, highly projected guy, but Lindor for the price saves you a, a significant chunk of money, and I think he'll be good tonight. You know, this wild thing happened, Chop. As you were talking, I took a drink, and I could still hear you. That was insane. <clears throat> yeah, but you weren't – you could hear, but you weren't – really listening though that's oh i was really listening i I was listening so hard i heard you butcher william Thomas's name so i i heard it's not adams it's not (laughs) i mean these guys you're thinking of the first baseman on washington you're getting it's a common thing many people confuse matt adams and william william Thomas for sure it happens all the time let's uh let's jump in the outfield chopper where again there's some funky prices out there bryce harper you know not exactly destroying the baseball this year but you know bet on the talent and we bet on the matchup in the ballpark and He's super cheap. We talked about J.D. Martinez as well, too. Uh, ben and Tenny is too cheap. Somebody's asking in chat, what about Kettle Marte? Yeah, for sure. Actually, Cattell Marte. I, I kind of butchered that one. It goes either way, but I, I believe Cattell is the more popular pronunciation amongst the uh, baseball announcers. Uh, those are my favorite outfielders because, like, especially Harper and J.D. and Ben Attendee, uh, even Acuna is too cheap. What are your thoughts as far as outfield? Isn't there, isn't there a house Martel in Game of Thrones? I don't know. Uh, but did want to mention somebody in chat saying this, and we kind of skipped Machado. I know he's facing Clayton Kershaw, but he's facing, he's facing 2019 Clayton Kershaw, and he's really, really cheap. I don't mind saving with, uh, with Machado today. He's just so cheap today. Yeah. What, who's, what's the last name of the Oberon? Oberon? Isn't it Oberon Martel? Oberyn? You know, I, I've watched Game of Thrones for eight years, and I still don't know everybody's name. I just know like, that's the guy with the red beard. That's the redhead lady. Okay. Well, the chat's going to let me know here if if there's a house Martell. And if so, then I think you could play Keitel tonight because that's a big thing right there. Otherwise, you can't if there's not. Thrones narrative for sure. (laughs) All right, outfielders, here we go. Uh, High price guys, I've already talked about the uh, Boston guys, so that's fine. Joey Gallo, just from a pure home run standpoint, phenomenal play. Uh, Tommy Pham, expensive, but, you know, I'm just giving you some names. I think he's fantastic. So, you're going to save a little money, 
Uh, I think, well, depending on which site you're on, on FanDuel, Ryan Braun's only $2,700 historically. You know, he's not dropped off against left-handers. He dropped off against right-handers, but he still hits lefties well. So Ryan Braun, 2,700. Ian Desmond, if you want to go that route against Robbie Ray, he's been pretty good against left-handers his career, 3,800 on DraftKings. So that's probably where I'm at right now is, uh, is those guys. Yeah, uh, there was something in chat that I wanted to talk about, but now I kind of lost it. I guys, I got distracted. I heard you say Braun was a, that's the Fanduel price you're quoting, correct? Twenty seven hundred on Fanduel is pretty darn good. Yeah, th- that's a pretty good spot. A pretty good way to save some money over there because the outfielders. Well, again, it depends where you're shopping on certain names, and he definitely uh, that seems to be the best play to play him. And I, you, you mentioned Joey Gallo. I did want to say I think he is. I think he's without question like the best tournament play in this slate because the price is really really high. There are so many good step downs along the way. Uh, I'm not afraid of, afraid of Trent, Trent Thornton, you know, uh, and, you know, the upside, he can bang out two homers in his first three at-bats. He's been hitting better this year, too, for what it's worth, better better, better plate discipline. I guess you had to uh, suspect it really couldn't go the other way. But uh, I, I, And also, he's going to be, I imagine, he'll be fairly low-owned outside of, like, a Texas stack. He's an amazing one-off. Uh, again, the price is higher than all these other big names that are probably in better spots, too. Uh, and again, I'm not ownership obsessed, but I imagine his ownership of today will be, I don't know, 5% or less, just kind of a ballpark uh, for his upside. You got to love that. We are uh, a few minutes behind here, Choppers. Stop me if you've heard that before. We're going to do a quick little peek as far as the premium, and then we're going to take some questions in the chat where you're going to give out your dongs, you're going to give out your stacks, and we have about 11 minutes le- left to do it. I did uh, on the fly, let's take a look as far as just kind of, you know, not going to dig into it too much again because we are behind, but. I wanted to show. Have you seen this chopper? There's no, uh, there's no bullpen data uh, on, on the plate IQ. Are you aware of this existence? It just happened. Man, it's a, no, I haven't seen it. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, a company man. Uh, yeah. So, like, you know how you can on the on the plate IQ, you can get you know the, either the Chicago pitch. I don't know why I'm Chicago for whatever reason. Let's pull up a. Give me a game. Give me a team. Give me somebody. A pitcher or just a team. Uh, the. Uh... Baltimore, Baltimore's bullpen. Okay, there you go. Good one. Yeah, so, uh, of course, you have Australia that comes up, but now you can extend it a bullpen. But what you can do is you can get the bullpen when you're trailing by five runs and when you're leading by five runs. Of course, if they're trailing by five runs, you're going to get the worst of those arms. And so what it would do is it would edit out, it would take out the pitchers that are most likely not going to pitch in the game when they are down by five runs. So it also, presumably, the best of the arms will be leading, leaving as uh, so certainly it shows what their K percentage is down, uh, you know, just kind of how vulnerable they've been a 462, uh, Woba versus righties this year. So that's one thing you can do as far as trailing, as far as leading, this is pretty cool too. As far as collectively, I was kind of jumping around. Is it in premium reports? No, it's in the premium leaderboard. We have the premium leaderboard where kind of talks about stolen bases. This is what I wanted to mention too, by the way, good thing we saw this. Uh, we talked about how much we like glass now. Glass is a great pitcher, obviously, but he is really, really, really vulnerable to the stolen base. If Jonathan VR gets on, he is going to swipe it back. That is going to happen. Uh, he's got, you know, double, like uh, two or three stolen base upside today versus uh, versus Glassdown. I think he's kind of interesting. And he jumps today as the first uh, guy first as far as the stolen base threat rating. By the way, as we're doing this, go ahead and load up some questions in the chat. So we'll have your questions ready to go. Uh, but what I want to talk about is the premium leaderboard. Nope. Yeah, it's on premium. Okay, here it is, bullpen. Again, I apologize. I'm doing this on the fly. This is all the bullpens collectively. You can sort it by the XFIP. You can sort it by WOBA. You can sort it by ISO. One kind of jumped out at me. I think it was Milwaukee. 
Milwaukee's giving up. And this is one of the best bullpens in all of last season. Again, small sample rolling like a month in or so. Nobody's given up a higher ISO this year than Milwaukee. Of course, they played a tough ballpark. Uh, of course, they've had some injuries as well, too. Knievel's not there. Uh, just sort of interesting that their bullpen is a, a team that I would avoid in the past. Uh, now, at least in a small sample, they've been getting hit pretty hard, especially, you know, lots of power, isolated power. And Woba, they are second as well, too. It is interesting also their XFIP, so I guess they've been unlucky, is uh, at least in the green. So maybe they're ready for a stack correction of some sort. So that's your bullpen data. Get excited, Chopper. Man, I'm so stoked to look at that information when I get a chance. Whew. I know you're being sarcastic, or it sounds like you're being sarcastic, but this stuff's important. We don't. That's like 35, 40% of the at-bats, depending on. Like, and we just don't even talk about bullpens. We should. Talk about it more. I'm on team bullpens, batter. I mean, I think we could probably rewind some shows from a couple of years ago where I was telling, where I was stating that bullpens are, you get a huge chunk of at-bats against bullpens, and we don't, and we don't look at it enough, so... I've been on this. I'm like, uh, I'm the Daryl Morey here, Dean. I've been on this for years and years. The other guys are just trying to catch up now. There you go. Look at you. I, I was a nice, nice reference to Houston. Speaking of that, uh, just a random chat, uh, question in chat. Should they bench Capella? Let me tell you what. Okay. They should absolutely match the Hamptons five lineup with no Capella. It should be Gordon, CP3, Harden, PJ Tucker, and I think Daniel House. Should be in there. The one guy you fear on offense, Kevin Durant, PJ Tucker, actually gives him a hard enough time where I think you get away with it. Anytime that Hamptons five is off the floor, you know they change it up. Then you can bring Capella in. But yes, if it means not starting him, absolutely. All right, uh, who are we stacking up today? And give me three dudes that are going to bang up some homers. Uh, stack up. I've, I've, you know, Colorado is an easy one. I think Tampa Bay, even for having the highest implied run total on the slate, still goes under on. We like Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, you could always turn to Boston. Boston's always a threat, so Boston's on the radar. Uh, home runs, high-priced. I, I can't get away from Nolan Arenado out in Coors Field, so going that. Uh, Mid-range, I'm going to stick with that Boston outfield. I think Ben has got a pretty decent price on both sides. Ben would be my mid-range guy. And for cheaper, $2,900 on FanDuel. Is cheap enough. Uh, Aguiar against the left-hander is pretty, pretty good. Odds of hitting a home run tonight for me. All right. See a comment here in chat that says, Plate IQ is by far the best in the industry. I'm not aware of every tool in the industry for sure, but I, again, I know, and I show, I, I use Plate IQ more than anything else. Uh, it's awesome, and it's awesome specifically to that day as well, too, especially from a pitcher perspective as far as a, what's that, Chopper? I want to I I reiterate what you just said when you get finished. Yeah, so like I, I remember I said to uh, Jamino a couple of years ago, I'm like, you know what we should build, and like and I, 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 I didn't invent this. I'm not pulling like an Al Gore here. I did not invent this, but I, I, I was, was like, played IQ. And no, no, he, he said, you know, we're in the process of making that. And then when I saw it, I was very excited. And now, and now it's just been expanded, like do like basically anything you want to see specific to that lineup. But go ahead, we, we have to get the questions, so we should make it quick. Yes, I, I agree. I was just want to reiterate, it's the best tool, and I don't even think it's close. There's great projections out there from other people. And by the way, we got another guy coming in with great projections for RG. Uh, Jeff Collins just came in. He's dropping. Jeff to Jeff. Yes. So, but as far as just a tool to look at, that you do your own work, and you know, man, yeah, it's by far the best thing out there. All right, we have five minutes for questions. We apologize. We took too long there. We rambled too much. Uh, Locaine or Kiermaier. Kane. Yeah, I mean, if it's a Tampa stack, I, I guess it's Kiermaier, but Kane's like a better player. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Kiermaier is in a better spot, you can argue. Uh, Nate Lowe or G-Man Choi? Choi. Yeah, if I have the money, it's Choi, but I might have to settle for Lowe. Uh, Lindor versus Nick Ahmed. What a funny question. But it's real. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's a real question. Raw points is easily Lindor. Is it, though? Like, I bet projection models yeah. might have Raw. Ahmed ahead. Yeah, I mean, I Lindor. Uh... Would you double down on your team stack and play the starting pitcher for that team too? But that's not if it. Yeah, I don't necessarily need that. I suppose if your stack goes off, you're you're probably going to get the W as well, assuming your pitcher is cruising. That, that's fine. That's nice, uh, I guess. But I, don't need that. I would never do it on purpose. Like, uh, you know, I'm going to get the extra four points for the win. No, I, I would never do. It. If you really like the pitcher, yeah, that's fine. But never do it just just to do it. Lock in JD Martinez. The price is so low. The price is so low. Uh, if you're playing one lineup, he's a really good one lineup guy. If you're playing 10 lineups, like you don't lock him in just because it's baseball and like wonkiness happens. What's your thoughts as far as JD? Love him. Love the whole outfield. He, him, been attending at great price tags. I love him. Yeah. Uh, Dahl, JD, or Tommy Pham? Oh, I love Pham. I do. I, I, I like uh, the odd man out would be Dahl. I the agree. Other, the others are toss up. I don't know. But, like, for sure, you could play Dahl in your Colorado stacks. Yeah, uh, speaking of sure. stacks, we talk about sale. Any interest in stacking Chicago? This, it's not nuts. <laughs> it's not nuts. That, that's no, stack. it's not. That's how guys win tournaments sometimes. Now, it's it's like one – like, you could do it 50 times and maybe you get, you hit it twice, but it'll be really good hits when it happens. Absolutely, you could stack against sale. If you're not playing, then sure. I mean, he's, he's been – rough enough this year you know enough contact given up in a small park that yeah it could you could definitely pay off i i don't make and of course we have velocities down i just i just don't make enough lineups to get there i don't think uh making my laps after the show but i totally understand why somebody would do it especially in a large in a large field tournament we always talk about gbp like in this general term but like you can have a gbp with like 500 people and you can have a gbp with twenty thousand people you do that in the twenty thousand person gbp not in the 500 because if it actually hits, you want to get paid off based on the odds, and you're not really going to get paid off from the 500 person. It's a, a deeper conversation to have on another day. We have, we have more time. Uh, Flores versus Odor. I will take Flores. Tonight and tonight only Flores. Nick Williams versus Zanino. That's a really that's definitely a Fanduel punt question. Yeah, I probably go with Nick Williams. I just don't. On FanDuel, I just I'm programmed not to play a catcher on FanDuel. You were talking about projection models, and I know Cardi's projection model, the bat uh, has pinch hit risk. And I was curious what Nick Williams's was because he's a guy. If a lefty comes in, he might get the hook. I, I saw, I believe, at 15. percent That also changes, so don't quote me on it. Just kind of worth noting, Nick Williams may not play the entire game. Uh, if you're going to get exposure to Arizona, how do you do it? Uh, Wilmer. By you know, the way, that's yeah. a that's a phenomenal addition for Derek Cardi, a pinch hit risk. I like that, man. I like that a lot. I feel like it was I think it was there last year too. You might have missed it. I could be wrong. I think it's been there. But I, yeah, don't quote me on it. Uh, rank the Boston outfielders and where they compare to other outfielders. I mean they seem to be near your top. Rank those three guys. Martinez been attending bets based on price tag as far as the the trio of them or taking two of them. They're as good as anybody in in the game. That that would be where my if I was mini stacking Boston, that's where it would come from the outfield. This is a great question because I feel like I, I don't have enough either. It's just where, which Rockies are a must for cash. And I love the Rockies today, but I think, I mean, okay, in my shell lineup as of right now, 
I only have one Rocky. I believe it's Arenado. I couldn't get the story. And the outfielders, we talked about it. There uh, today, Coors is not a great outfield slate. It's a better infield slate from my perspective. Uh, so where I'm at right now is I have one core, uh, one Rocky bat in my cash game, and it's Arenado. Uh, what are your thoughts as far like, which Rockies you need in cash? There's so many guys out there. Arenado in cash is a guy that I think you need to play. Uh, other than that, like in tournaments and even maybe some cash, Mark Reynolds is fine. Ian Desmond is fine. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Trevor Story is obviously great, but you're probably not going to be able to get him and Arenado in the same lineup. So I would lean towards Arenado. But those other guys, Mark Reynolds, Desmond, could are cash game viable. And if you're in GPPs, go ahead and play David Dahl or even Charlie Blackman, lefty on lefty, because you're assuming Robbie Ray is going to get run out of there fairly early anyway. And then you, then you turn to the tool and see how good is the Arizona bullpen when Ray gets jetted out this game in the fourth inning. Then you can maybe turn to Blackman and Dahl if it looks good. Question, you guys ever heard of the Roomba? The only I know what the Roomba is, the actual functioning Roomba, but years ago I, I'm fairly certain Al Smizzle coined this. Uh, either Al Smizzle or somebody in our chat, and he kind of picked up on it, well, he would call Wes Matthews the Roomba because he, the theory was that Wes Matthews would just go out there. He's like a Roomba. He would go out there. He would get his 25 fantasy points, no more, no less, and he would go right back into his station. Is that the reference they're making? If they are, that's amazing. Otherwise, I have no idea what you're talking about. Chop, we got to step aside and get out of here. The aforementioned the uh, cheese is good. The goat of goats will be on uh, crunch time along with JSU to knock out your tournament takes as well as Kevin Roth, who will be there to talk about some weather. Finish strong, Chopper. Give us a bold take on baseball. Say something about the Rockets. Give me anything. No, D, my bold take is going to be that I'm going to find out tomorrow that Thanos dies. And D, Melissa says, may the fourth be with you. That's just my take, Dean. That's just my that's just my opinion. May the fourth be with you, Dean, tomorrow when you go to the movies. Oh, see- seriously? Really? You're doing a Star Wars thing? Melissa said it in chat. I didn't say it. <laughs> I we thought of. Way to finish strong. Hi, Melissa. He's Chopper. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Holler!